Falling Program is a proud member of the Palava family of podcasts. Check out all the shows over at palava.com. That's P-A-L-A-V-I dot com. A daytime party celebrating Leap Day. Sounds fun, but I have to work. Hey, Liz. New Bluetooth? No, I'm talking to someone. Oh, I'm sorry. I don't see people that look like that. See ya. Wow, that was this creep I went to college with. Such a nerd. And this is coming from someone who wrote lyrics to the song the Cantina Band plays in Star Wars. Big grin, Dan, the clue horn man. No. He's from Clackdoor 7. But at least I don't throw leaf day parties. I'm tired of being thankful for scraps. Still, they want us to love them anyway. One day, somebody's going to have to make a stand. One day, somebody's going to have to say enough. You get your ass to work and save my country from these cock-sucking Republicans. He's riding his horse through town to send those warning shots and bells that uh, we were going to be secure and we were going to be free. Too little, too late, too obvious. Madam, you are a clear and present danger to the safety and security of this nation. When it comes to bullshit... Big time, major league bullshit. You have to stand in awe. In awe of the all-time champion of false promises and exaggerated claims. Religion. No contest. No contest. Reveal to us God's will that we may blindly obey. Free us from thought and responsibility. We shall read things off you. Then do them. Your words guide us. If you don't stand for something, you'll fall for anything. Try and work together. You serious? I just, I just told you that a moment ago. So we're supposed to give a shout out for somebody's birthday that guaranteed uh, doesn't even well, listen to the it, show. I had it written down. I think she listens, but I think that she kind of falls asleep to things. No feedback so ever. I know. Um, complaining that they're turning 23. Bitch, 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 wow. bitch, bitch. Anyway. Well, happy birthday, Brie. Yeah, there this, you go. This is it. Now let's get right into this dumb shit for this week. And oh, seriously, yeah. happy birthday, though. Yeah, the, the gorilla with balloons playing a saxophone should be showing up soon. <laughs> so, and by, by the way, despicable. Santorum just and Satan. Right away. Oh, the former yeah. senator from Pennsylvania warned in 2008 how politics and the government were falling to Satan. He said... Satan has his sights on the United States of America. Satan is attacking the great institutions of America using those great vices of pride, vanity, and sensuality as the root to attack all the strong plants that have so deeply rooted in the American tradition. He's completely nuts, right? I mean, Rick Santorum (laughs) strikes me as a deeply disturbed individual, but this is really the guy. This isn't a farce, and if it were a farce, I can't imagine what the real Rick Santorum would be like, but unlike Mitt Romney or Newt Gingrich, this is the real Rick Santorum. Right, um, and I, I cannot think of anything closer to Satan than, than Rick Santorum, personally. <laughs> I'm completely serious. I, I, it's, it's hard for me to think of the guy uh, is a uh, any person that might be closer bag, to Satan he? than him. Well, Rick Santorum is even saying that Satan is taking hold of some religions. Well, yeah, is, I thought Satan was a, was a that, religious figure. That was a figure. plan, right? <laughs> he says, we look at the shape of mainline Protestantism in this country, and it is in shambles. It is gone from the world of Christianity as I see it. It's a sad situation that Rick Santorum describes there. And, you know, he's invoking Satan. He's invoking transvaginal sonograms. 
he's covering the entire gamut of absurdity, really, here. Uh, as far as I can tell, I don't remember another candidate who went so far with, with both religious and bizarre medical examples also rooted in religion. Right. And, I mean, I, this is something we're laughing at, but invoking Satan is basically a form of fear-mongering. Of course. We, we brush it off. That's a good we, point. We think yeah. it's funny. Because but, it's so absurd. Right. But uh, there are other people who do not, unfortunately. Right. And they're going to take this pretty seriously. If you live your life where you are a... You know what's interesting? It, you're supposed to be God-fearing, but also, aren't you supposed to also fear Satan? I, I just feel like the... the well, you know, the, I mean, God's kill count is way higher than Satan's. <laughs> <laughs> Let's be honest here. Um, anyway, I, think, I guess you're supposed to fear both God and Satan, but certainly, if you believe in Satan then you have to assume if, you're, if a candidate is discussing Satan, it is meant to scare you. You're not supposed to embrace Satan the way you would embrace, uh, you know, a, a, a magical heavy metal song on a Sunday afternoon, maybe from Lewis's band, or flowers and waterfalls in the park, right? I right. mean, Satan is not the same as flowers and waterfalls in the park. Absolutely not. I think we can agree on that. Uh, here's another interesting follow-up to this. No abortions for women? Well, lawmakers are saying then no vasectomies for men either. Members of Georgia's House of Representatives are debating whether to prohibit abortions for women who are more than 20 weeks pregnant. And House Democrats are planning to introduce their own reproductive rights plan. No more vasectomies that leave thousands of children, Lewis, deprived of birth. This is brilliant because, wait a second. That's good. If Rick That's Santorum good. is obsessed with zygotes... And anything with the potential of, or possibility of life. What about semen, Lewis? Kill the seed spillers. Jail the seed spillers. It's time we take this country back from who I don't know, who we give it to I don't know. But I'm, I'm told that that's kind of how you fear monger. You have, we have to take the country back. And let's go after all of the seed spillers, Lewis. They are, they are eliminating the possibility of life of millions of children. At least. Well, I hope no one actually tries to to pass a bill uh, like this because it's kind of a waste of time. Yeah. Wow. Lewis putting his as, foot down. As, as, as funny as it might be, um, let's, let's be honest here. It, it's a joke. I, I'm, ta- I'm a little taken aback. Lewis all of a sudden getting very, very serious with us and getting <laughs> sick of, of the pandering and psychosis on the right. Am I reading that right, Lewis? It's just games. This is all just games. I, totally I mean, this is, this is why I don't vote. Uh, we're getting to that a little later in the show. I have a voicemail <laughs> that wants to that asks Lewis a number right, of not, questions. Not on this show. All right. So anyway, um, yeah, it's um, <laughs> like every, literally every day, there's yeah. like some other stuff. And I really do. It's getting to the point where every little thing I see about Santorum or yeah. Romney, I really have to double check to make sure it's not an onion story. Yeah, it's pretty bad. Like to the point where it's like, like this is bad. <laughs> it really is. It really is. Like this headline here: Romney calls controversial Arizona. We call it the papers please immigration <laughs> law a model for the country. And it's from classwarfareexists.com, dot com, not the Onion. <sighs> I just uh, such clowns. I um I brought my dad to the the doctor today. And we're in the waiting room, and they were uh they were doing some coverage on um a debate or something like that. Uh-huh. And um, <laughs> I mean, my dad and I have gone a few rounds, uh-huh. and um, he uh I kind of look at him. I'm just like, you know, so uh, which one of them is your boy? <laughs> I go. 
is it the crazy one on the left? No, wait a minute. The one on the right? No, wait a minute. The joke in the middle? No, wait a second. Can it be? Who was the joke that? in the middle? Gingrich? No, it went from oh. left to right. It was Ron Paul, Santorum, Romney, and Gingrich. Oh, okay. And I'm like, Dad, really? Because quite frankly, the Republican race for the nomination yeah. is a big, giant Saturday Night Live skit. Uh, to be totally fair, I don't think that would be the Republican Party he grew up with. That yeah. he knows it's totally different. Well, it's so it's so funny because it gets to a point where you kind of look and go, you know what? We need Sarah Palin to inject a little bit of a little bit of sanity into Let's this. Get Christine O'Donnell in here. She is not yeah, a witch. Exactly. Oh, so who who? What did he say? He just he just shook his head. He goes, each and every one of them is an asshole. Good, I'm like yeah, good. I like that more and more Republicans are actually coming out and saying, ah, these are not our people. Yeah. Wait, this is the Barack Obama re-election campaign yeah, of exactly. the GOP. They're just, they're just, they're sitting it out. They really I, are. Like, I, these are the clowns they're sending up. I really feel like after every time Santorum's on the news, he gets a text from the White House that says, thanks for the bump. LOL. <laughs> no, no. no. Santorum would text back, just doing what I can to get you re-elected, buddy. <laughs> There is no way that because guy that Santorum that goes crazy. I have a black friend. <laughs> well, half. Don't get excited. <laughs> Speaking of getting excited, let's listen to these fucking fat ass douchebags. Now, an unmentionable a story you won't hear I anywhere in the liberal guy. national What's media or nearly all of the I, national liberal media. Know. Hollywood is once again trying to indoctrinate our children. Oh. Two new films ready? Out wait, wait. this year. Hold, hold Play- Can you guess what they are? Um, what's the two new films? Yep, for indoctrinating children indoctrinating to the liberal agenda. Children. Um, well, one safe, of them's easy. Safe house, clear. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, and Prometheus. <laughs> and um, gee, I don't know. I'll give you know. a hint for one vow. of them. Yeah, the vow. <laughs> one of them is um is is all hippie tree hugging crap, according to them. Oh, is it um? Is it that Paul Rudd movie? No, no, no. For kids. This is stuff for kids. I don't know. Arietti? That's one. Yeah, okay. How the fuck that makes sense, I have no idea. I don't know. It's... The Lorax. Obviously, uh, the Lorax yeah. is, a, is a left-wing liberal agenda bullshit. You know, don't, but the cut, thing is, it's, don't cut down trees. But, all, oh. but the thing is, though, all Dr. Seuss is sort of lefty, like, but don't see, be an asshole kind I, of thing. I see Horton Hears a Who as like an anti-abortion story. If you look into it kind of deep, because it's a person's a person, no matter how small, that kind of thing. So that's the only variation from the whole thing. But you know what? That's whatever. If that's what he. Yeah. I don't know. Do you know Dr. Seuss coined the word nerd? Did he? Yeah. Good for him. I read that today. Let's get back to um, this this dumbass. Plainly with an agenda, plainly demonizing uh, the so-called 1% and espousing the virtue of green energy policies come what may. The first one is an animated feature from Japan entitled The Secret World of Ariadne. It tells the story of a foreign... Um, wasn't The Borrowers a book series before it was a cartoon, before it was The Littles, before it was Ariadne? Yeah. 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 Do your research, Fox, you fucking idiots. tall family that survives by borrowing things from their human counterparts. What are borrowers? My mother, father, and I are all borrowers. We borrow things that beans won't miss if they're gone. Just little things, soap and cookies and sugar. All things that we need to survive. 
And then there's the, the Lorax, uh, an adaptation of the classic Dr. Seuss children's book. The movie, set to be released nationwide next month, is about a woodland creature who speaks for the trees and fights rampant industrialism. Yeah, no shit. It all started a long time ago when I accidentally summoned on, a mystical on, yeah. creature um, as old as time itself. It says, uh, first of all, there's way too much shit on the bottom of that box <laughs> screen. Know, huh? But it says Lorax movie, not the Lorax. Yeah. Lorax, in quotes, movie pushes anti-industry message. Now, let me ask you this. Isn't cutting down trees bad? Yeah. In general, but I mean, thing, but it we also need them for oxygen yeah, and but shit. It's but it's also it's also it's not anti-industry. It's anti-cutting down the fucking nature yeah. for industry. Yeah, you know, it's just it's bullshit. And I got news for you. I really don't think that Hollywood. Oh no 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 not yet not yet. Yeah, all right, you'll have your chance okay. to address the Hollywood thing because he brings on three fucking fatheads to oh, talk okay. about. Good. Oh yeah, there's more. Hey, did you chop down this tree? <gasps> What's that? This movie looks adorable. I think he did it. <laughs> Universal Pictures also promoting the movie, partnering with companies to push eco-friendly products. So where have uh, we all heard this before? Occupy Wall Street forever trying to pit the makers against the takers and President Obama repeating forever. that everyone should pay like their fair share in dozens of speeches since his State of the Union address uh, last month. Listen to these quotes. These are everyone okay. gets a fair shot and everyone does their fair share. Out of when context. When Americans talk about folks like me, excuse me, can you pause it for a second? Share yeah, yeah, yeah. Can you make it back and to that gonna- first quote yeah. from Obama? Totally out of context there. Meeting that everyone should pay their fair share in dozens of speeches since his State of the Union address uh, last month. Pause it when it's done. Everyone gets a fair shot and everyone does their fair share. When America. He was talking about an orgy. <laughs> Isn't that obvious to everybody else? I didn't pay that close attention to the State of the Union address. I thought address. that was so fucking clear. Well, now it is, yeah. But wasn't he talking about school and jobs and shit? It was whatever it was. Right, it was. Let's get back to the. Uh, I, it's like it, they must have idiot dice. Like we want to make up. Our, I know huh? you're racist. It's like what kind of stupid shit are we going to talk about? Okay, movies and just make something up. There you go. It's like okay. the news director used to work for PETA. <laughs> oh, 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 shocking! Let's talk about folks like me. Paying my fair share in taxes, and we're going to restore those American values of fair play and responsibility. Americans who can't Why afford is that a bad it should thing? pay their fair share. And that everybody should get a fair shot, and everybody should do their fair share. Yeah, wow. The group sucks. Fair share. The president's liberal friends in Hollywood targeting a younger demographic using animated movies to sell their agenda to children. No. Well, joining me now, three of my favorite American voices, radio talk show host Steve Cochran, radio talk show God. host Matt Patrick, Dom Giordano, also radio talk show host. Great to have you with us. I, I think we should say talk. Okay, before we continue, which one is the dissenting voice in the group? The one in the middle. We're in the white. Oh, I'm disappointed. The answer is none. Oh, okay. <laughs> Our show host Hall. Uh, I'm an optimist. Me, Cochran, let me start with Everyone you. Everyone gets a fair shot. You've got to be yeah, worried no, about they don't. sort of insidious uh, nonsense from Hollywood. What say you? Uh, not so much worried because I know the people in Hollywood, and frankly, they're not that bright. 
Uh, you know, too many times, uh, they make more money many than times you do, we Baron give up parenting to other people. And it's our job to parent and it's our job to course correct if our kids are getting a message we don't agree with in our own household. So if you're taking your kid to a movie, you'll be like in a movie that, theater. Uh, it's probably because you want to see that message to begin with. I just don't think Hollywood's got that kind of power in the big picture. Um, and I refuse to uh, allow parents off the hook to say they do. All right. Don. Nobody's saying that. Well, I think parents, I, I agree with that, Lou, but you know what? Parents need oh, a break also. We need a safe harbor. I remember when Nickelodeon started doing this stuff. The Muppets. The Muppets were at the National Press Club. And they had. A point of order. Disney owns the Muppets, not Nickelodeon, you fucking yeah. Weasley fuck. Had this Muppet that's happy at school to get, uh, I think it's three meals a day now. So I agree with the oh, premise. Yeah, instead of parents, none. But give us a break. Give us a safe harbor uh, occasionally. You, you and, and idiots have a safe harbor. It's called fucking, church. They just look for... Go they, there and lock the doors. look everywhere. It's so fucking funny. We should, we should start a segment. Oh, my God. I know. Fuck it. I can't watch that much Fox. To just like Fuck comment no. on their shit and twist it around. Break as a parent. <laughs> you, you want a break or what, what? listen? <laughs> what we, and these guys are right. What we're doing is we're creating ocu toddlers. Here's what I would recommend: if you want to go see the movie, and we all know what the agenda is, buy like huge tubs of popcorn, this ram them in your face. They're all made of paper. Of then you you know you crinkle it all up. You throw it on the floor. You walk out. You spend all kinds of money on on stuff. And you leave it on the floor. You know what I'm saying? I mean, you go. I know what you're saying. Uh, give all your money to the big theater industries because apparently he, I'm guessing, has money in no Regal and AMC. I, I don't. That's the dumbest what, he thing. He didn't say anything. No, he, he said, didn't say he anything. He said, buy a lot of shit and throw your stuff on the ground yeah, just like a good American say, does. But, but the thing is, though, with let him finish. Yeah. I think he's done. Went to the movie theaters and you actually fight back against this message. We don't need any more borrower, borrowers. We don't need any more occupiers, Lou. Well, <laughs> you know, Lou, the problem I'd have with that, Lou, is my first job was in a movie theater, and cleaning theaters Obviously, really is the whole <laughs> So, you know, come on. Until well, come actually on, actually we're going to room in a theater. And, and, and after that, you may have you may have uh, clerked at the Supreme Court. Oh, shut up! Then none of that's relevant anymore. Um, Cleaning theaters isn't that much fun. He never worked with us. I guess. I just... Um, what the fuck is wrong with these people? I really... I really... The borrowers. This is fucking... For fuck's sake. That's like that's like saying, oh, the Little Mermaid's against the fishing industry. <sighs> no, it's it's anti-fat people. Don't you know? That? Aren't all Disney movies? Well, yeah. <laughs> well, there's a good reason for that. <laughs> and And Shrek is anti-ugly people. Well, yeah. Obviously. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. We're off to a good start this week. Fucking. Well, in the oh. immortal words of me, shut the fuck up. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Next. I'm just going straight down the line here because there's so much. So much stupid shit has happened and so much of it just kind of flies this is by. Like, this is one of those things, right? Like this headline right here <laughs> yeah. is one of those things that like I looked at this. I saw that. <laughs> what the website was yep. i read the headline and then do you know what my brain did it went back up to double check yeah because you have to google this to make sure it's not sourced from the onion <sighs> this is from addicting info a site i go to a lot apparently rick santorum calls for end of public education says parents should homeschool their kids so what two fam two two working parent home has time to homeschool their kids while they're at work i don't i don't <clears throat> i just don't get it 
Rick Santorum has declared war on modern day America. He doesn't think Protestants are real Christians. Oh, so first, and and, and as, just just as a quick aside, because I'm not going to get into that whole thing there, because all the divisions within Christianity, I think, is the most retarded thing I've ever seen. Yeah. Um, it's oh, you don't believe in hell. Oh, the Bible's not a buffet. You believe in the whole thing, or you don't. Most people don't, from what I've been able to tell. Yeah. Uh, but that's the birth control issue later on. Um, Protestants and Catholics, we're going to get them arguing with each other. So what are we going to be called now? Instead of America, we can be called New North Ireland. Uh, yeah, I know. Huh? Fucking idiot. Uh, he doesn't think Protestants are real Christians. He thinks we should be at war with all of Islam. He believes Americans should suffer because of his sick mind. Suffering is a good thing, obviously, because he's a good Christian. <laughs> He believes strongly in income inequality. I almost said equality. Whew, that would have been a mistake. <laughs> also believes women should be relegated to the home and controlled by men. And now he has two daughters and a wife. I gotta, I gotta. And hear they this. have not killed him quote. in his sleep. What's the quote? Uh, let's see. During a speech at the Ohio Christian Alliance, and Torm told the crowd that public education is an artifact. Let me see if there's audio. Oh no, audio. Okay. He said, most presidents homeschooled their children in the White House. Parents educated their children because it was their responsibility. Yes, the governor, sorry, the government can help, but the idea that the federal government should be running schools, frankly, much less that the state government should be running schools is anachronistic. That must have been his word of the day. Aside from schools for the children of military personnel, the federal government does not actually operate schools. <laughs> I love it when they say something and the next response is, yeah, that's not true. Yeah, exactly. Um, most U.S. schools are supported primarily by state or local funding or a combination of the two. Santorum said public education system was an artifact of the Industrial Revolution, another thing he learned this week. When people quote when people came off the farms where they did homeschool or had little neighborhood school and into these big factories called public schools. What? Fucking crazy ass bitch. Rick Santorum has been very vocal about his preference for homeschooling. There's a reason for this, of course. Do you know about this part? I didn't know about the reason. He holds a grudge. Santorum enrolled his children in the Western Pennsylvania Cyber Charter School and stuck the taxpayers for 80% of the costs, which were paid through the Penn Hills School District. In November 2004, Penn Hills asked Santorum to repay $67,000 in tuition costs because his kids were not cyborgs in the cyber charter, uh -huh. right? Uh, no, because he and his family were spending most of the year in Virginia Virginia was very uncomfortable that summer. She complained <laughs> a lot and did not meet the qualifications for residency status. Nice. So Santorum pulled his kids out of school and has homeschooled them ever since. If parents are supposed to be responsible for teaching their kids, how come Santorum wasn't homeschooling his children before 2004? It's a good question, isn't it? I would really love to sit down with those two girls and see just what they know. And how much of it is actually based off of the Bible? Oh, I'm and, sure it and is. how much of it is based off of actual real history? Or they just pay tutors to come in. I mean, come on. You really think Rick's sitting there teaching Ginny how to read? Do you think his wife would let that happen? 
I mean, really. I don't trust that man to put it on his own sweater vest. Uh, oh, Anthony posted something with Sarah Palin on it. Finally, uh, a voice of reason. Let's see what's going <laughs> on here. Oh, how things have changed in the last two years. Seriously. All right, let me go to let me go to Senator Santorum. Uh, now he has his moment in the controversial sun, if you will, because now that he's gone up and been surging in the polls as much as he has, <laughs> a couple of issues have come up. Some have suggested, although I think taken totally out of context, the remarks about theology and questioning the president's quote Christianity. That's not what he's talking about. Um, and we had him on the program last night explaining that. Also, a speech that he gave to Ave Maria College in Naples, Florida, in which he talked about Satan has the sites on the United States of America, and it seems like there are some that are trying to create a caricature, a picture of him as being on the fringe. I believe there's good and evil. I believe in the Lord's Prayer. Uh, you look at fascism, Nazism, Imperial Japan, the killing fields, uh, 9-11. I would argue that's evil in our lifetime, is it not, or evil in our time in the last century as well. What does that yeah, have to do with Sean, anything? that's foreign to so many in that leftist media that kind of runs the show here, that, that narrative that they create. They will attack any conservative who boldly proclaims their faith and talks about their... Because you're all idiots. ...in the I world, mean, and there is evil in the, the world, and that's what fuck? Rick Santorum was talking about. And this was a speech that he gave back in 2008 uh, where he named evil as Satan. And it, it, for these lamestream media characters to get all wee-weed up about that, first you have to ask yourself... You heard have that, they right? Ever, ever attended a Sunday school class? Media? Even have they lame never heard and this terminology up. before? And that's why they just got so, uh, you know, just just whacked out uh, about this speech. Yeah. Why the fuck are we still talking about her? Well, Sean, I gave a speech back in 2008 where I asked college and high school students if they would pray for our troops and pray for our efforts overseas in war zones. And they ran that tape over and over again in the vice presidential race, trying to make me sound like... There's no vice presidential race. What the fuck is a vice presidential race? There's separate elections for the vice president? I guess there are in her head. I've heard stories that she really thought she was something special. You're the vice president. You are... She didn't even run in the primary, so she's like not even the runner-up. Yeah. Yeah, she... um... She talks to people like they're four years old when in reality she's like three. (laughs) He's such a clown. All of them are. And you know what? Romney's just sitting back going, yeah, keep talking, idiot. Because you're uh, you're making yeah. me look pretty good. They're all going to lose. There's no way logic and reason can stand up. Oh, yeah. They're all not doomed. stand up. Yeah, and no, be mo- like, most definitely. Like this said it a hundred times before this, this, this election really is just re- the, the Republicans is just going to be like, Nope, we're good. Thanks. There's other there's they've they've done polls and I don't have any data here, so it's all, you know, hearsay at this point, but there's there's Republicans that really they say I don't think I can vote for any of these people. And <laughs> it, this could be a giant ploy. It could be like a sneak attack where they are there Santorum's in the spotlight. You tell Fox pay attention to Santorum. Just run every batshit crazy thing he has to say. And then, you know, uh, Romney will just slowly gain momentum and he will seem 
like the reasonable person out of the group when Huntsman was the reasonable person out of the group. He believed in evolution and he had all these like like center right ideas, which okay. is I think, you know, a good starting point for a Republican is center right to right, not not right right to where the fuck did you go? Right. No, do, do, do you know what happened with the Republican Party this this time around? Okay. Someone in the, you know, quiet powers that be, the stone cutters, whatever you want to call them. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. This is what happened probably about a year ago. Okay. Yeah. They were sitting there reading Boys from Brazil. Okay. <laughs> and he's sitting there thinking. Wait, reading? Sort of, they didn't watch the no, movie? No, no. Watching, reading, reading Boys from Brazil, right? Okay. Which is about reanimating Hitler. But they really okay? thought it was about gay sex. No, 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 no. No. You know, um, Santorum's a closet at home for him. I got a thing. I mean, no, yeah, okay, go ahead. So <laughs> she's sitting there reading this story about a group of people who tried to reanimate Hitler. Right. All right. And he reaches over, he grabs, you know, a little candy dish there, grabs a jelly bean, and he goes, <laughs> Jelly bean. Wait a minute. Yeah. <laughs> if we could reanimate Ronald Reagan, we could win this thing. And that's what they're all doing. Yeah. Okay. They're just like, okay, you guys, just, just do your thing. We got something, okay? <laughs> and I'm telling you, yeah. in about in about yeah. two months, okay, they're gonna. It's gonna look like Vader at the end of Sith. Senator gonna, Senator Sifo-Dyas has set up a cloning chamber. Exactly. All right. So um, they're just gonna they're gonna reanimate Reagan. So what? Reince Priebus went and saw the cloners and is like, <laughs> so, it's like, um, I wasn't aware that you have cloned new candidates for us. So, uh, really, they're going to, they get, because that's the only fucking way if they reanimated Reagan. If they reanimated Reagan, he would run against Obama on the Democrat ticket. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, and you know what? You know what? I'd vote for Reagan. At this point, I would vote for Reagan. If it came Reagan. down to Romney, Santorum, Reagan, and Bush, and Nixon, Nixon got shit done. Nixon would just punch somebody in the face it's my turn again <laughs> want to see my tricky dick upside your head <laughs> i just I'm i tricky can't dick slap you i can't separate nixon from futurama from real life nixon anymore <laughs> but and you know the robot body's like i'm back but there is there's no there's there's no but you know what either that or they're looking in uh they're looking in colleges now yeah for, graduate schools for the yeah. next like great white hope or something but i mean they're gonna have to wait a while because you can't run for president until you're 35 so true well so, you can still look in colleges yeah <laughs> so they're trying to groom, you're gonna find democrats <laughs> they're trying to groom the next great white hope why has he got to be white <laughs> well because he, he's a republican exactly oh. so okay so we did the the santorum with the satan thing um I love this story. This is, oh, you know what? Fuck it. We're going to do a break, and then we'll come back and we'll do this one. How about that? Yeah.
Movie Sucktastic is a podcast about bad movies and the people that love them. But it's more than just a podcast. It's also an online presence. If you want to know more about Movie Sucktastic or want to become a part of Movie Sucktastic, you can find us on Facebook. You can find us on Twitter, at Movie Sucktastic. You can find our blog at boothreviews.blogspot.com. Or if you want to give your own reviews that we might use on the show, you can go to reviews.moviesucktastic.com and check out our our own little lunch.com community for Movie Sucktastic. Check us out and become a part of the show because the only thing more fun than a bad movie is sharing it. Hammer Film Productions began in 1934, and after producing almost 200 films and television programs, the studio is still releasing and re-releasing new and classic film titles. 1951 Downplace is the podcast that brings you the story of the great Hammer films, one movie at a time. Here are your hosts describing what Hammer means to them. First is Casey. Hammer means the beautiful and glamorous women of Hammer Horror, the engaging storytelling and amazing period films. Joining him is Derek. Hammer means the incredible work of actors like Peter Cushing, Christopher Lee, and even Michael Ripper. The gothic storytelling, the incredible music, and the set pieces. And finally, here's Scott. Hammer? Wasn't that an 80s cop show on ABC with David Raish? This boy has a lot to learn. Join our hosts as they make their journey through the Hammer Films catalogue and discuss each film with critical opinion, historical facts, production notes and other information about these classic films. 1951 Downplace can be found in iTunes or their website www.1951downplace.com Wait, that was Sledgehammer. 1951 Downplace, the home of Hammer Films discussion. Okay, so before we get to this other one, let me just read the headline for this so people like can stick around. Kristen Gaffney fights for child after, quote, unknowingly signing adoption papers with man she met online. I don't understand what any of that is. <laughs> she signed her kid away to a dude she just met. After, uh... There's video to it. So, she... all right. <laughs> but anyway. Sorry, the blonde hair is just one more stereotype. Just... <laughs> Um, is it a stereotype if I it's true? I know, huh? It's just anyway, a, it's just we sad. just alienated all of the two blonde women that listen to the show. Yeah, <sighs> sorry. So anyway, um, local news, local news, local now. news that that do, I do, think do, did do, get do, kind do, of do. national. Um, Lin Lin, City of Sin. Um, there's yeah. two girls after school. One called Wanna Ho, and they, you know, I'll kick your ass after school. So they all get together at this park. 
um, off school grounds, right. after school hours, right. and they have a fight. A lot of hair pulling. One girl, I mean, they 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 fought. You know what you know, I, they I learned from that video? And, just, did just, you see the video? Just from the beginning, what I learned from that video, what? I'm going to teach my daughters to fight. Yeah, because if I taught my kids to fight, thing. that girl would have gone down in about five seconds. Yeah. Did you watch the whole video? I saw what they put on the news. Uh, okay, I, no, I, I watched I the whole thing that the first night. It, I've it, seen bad it fights out. before. Well, I watched it the first night because I knew that it would eventually come down. It came down like the oh, next yeah. night. So I watched the video, and it's it's this fight. You know, there's a lot of hair pulling, a lot of yeah. punching in the face, stuff like that. Um, kids taping it. Everybody's got, you know, cell phones out. Right. All right. At the end of the thing. Um, and it goes. The, they said it was 10 minutes long. Yeah. The, yeah. Video. That's eight that's, minutes long. That's an in, that's endurance. All right. For, for a fight. That's so, pretty good. Um, so. And when it starts breaking up, you hear you hear kids saying, no, I'm going to get it on YouTube first. I'm going to get it on YouTube first. They did mention that on the so, news. Yeah. And, um, and the principal wants to punish the kids. The police want to press ch- assault charges on the two fighters. Which, which that is, I can see. That I can see. Punishing the spectators slash. The um, school has no say in it whatsoever. The school has no say whatsoever. If it, if it wasn't on school grounds. It wasn't. It was after and, school. It was completely. And my but wife you and know, I. You know that, that parents are pressuring the school to do something. In Lynn, really? Yeah. Well, <laughs> maybe maybe it's one million moms. I don't, you know, but but here's the, like, Julie and I got in this big discussion. She's yeah. just like, how can you think that's okay? I said, no, 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 Jewel. I don't think it's okay. No. I really don't. I think that, you know, like, I mean, the fighting, school fights are going to happen, whatever. Yeah. Okay? It's a personality conflict. You it's know, not like you're I almost got punched person. in the face the other night, whatever. <laughs> oh, <hey>. All right. <laughs> so um, I said, but kids standing around watching it, she's, yeah, but they're standing around and taping it and watch. I said, look, I'm not, I'm not disagreeing with you that it's morally reprehensible. It's right. disgusting. Isn't, okay. Aren't there like, like Samaritan laws and stuff that would cover that? No. I'm not clear no, on no, what those are. I don't think there's... No, that's like like duty to aid and stuff like that. Like if someone, you know, gets hit it's by a car and you just drive by or if you know first aid or some shit like that. Oh, okay. That there are some places I don't know. where you have to do something about it. <clears throat> okay. But I don't... Th- for one thing, I don't think Massachusetts is a, a you know... Oh, I... Honestly, I have no idea. It just like popped that. in my head. Also... So. Um, I mean, it's a it, it's a fight. I mean, if there's a fight yeah. going on, unless I know them, right? Okay, I'm not going to get in the middle of it. Who knows what else is going to happen? Anyway, you you're know, ruining you the fight hurt. for everybody else. Exactly. No, but the, but nothing. <laughs> just because it's 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 wrong doesn't mean I think it's just because I'm. Uh, I don't think they did anything wrong. Yeah. I'm not saying that it's okay. Anything well, that basically happened was what okay. you're saying is, is nothing that is illegal. You don't think that anything should happen to the people watching. I really don't. I don't think that it broke it broke any of the school rules. I don't. It think- has nothing to do with school. Exactly. No, it would be like if if I fought you in Denny's six years ago. Yeah. And work got mad at us. Right. Would have nothing them. to fuck. Yeah. Exactly. So, so we're not in uniform. Right. And were those girls in a school uniform? Was no. it? I no, don't, so I, it was Lynn English. I don't know. So public schools are going for uniforms. So so, just um, but yeah, and I think it's. I mean, disgusting. Yeah, definitely sad commentary in our society. Hell, yeah. But you know what? Yes. How many fights happened okay. in school when exactly. you were in school? There was one every other exactly. day. Exactly. Exactly. That I, mean, I knew of. I just, that I'm I was in. Follow the story. <laughs> I want to know what happens to those spectators because if they if they get if there there's a punishment or something like that i call bullshit 
Well, they said that they can identify everybody that shows up in the video. They now, can. It's perfectly, it's perfectly yeah. visible who's in the thing. Thank you, iPhones. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And by the way, when you film, hold your fucking camera sideways. Yeah, come on, guys. And don't you watch TV and movies? Yeah. For fuck's sake, don't beer can the Pay thing. Pay attention. Anyway. No, no. I, I, I can, Back to I national can news, this from. woman who signed away her kid. Yes. Yes, fuck it. We're just going to play the audio. <laughs> Please don't be an ad. She's a southern accent. Southern accent. Southern accent. No, Pennsylvania. Oh, same thing. Kleenex Not really. Brand tissues are America's <laughs> but it's west no of, you know, 495 won't. or south of 495. South yeah, of- but you still got Jersey and Philadelphia around there. So yeah. that's like, you know, that, that was the capital of the country at one yeah. point. So. All right, there's got the answer. Christy Gaffney is with us now this morning, exclusively along with her attorney, Sam Tataro. Good morning to both of you and welcome. going to tell her not to say anything. Christy, um, <laughs> why are you going public? We just heard Craig report that the father of your child is hoping that this is not publicized. Um, it's been almost a year um, since he took her, and it hasn't gone anywhere. Um, it was ruled f- upon uh, fraud and duress. But even though that happened with the, with the um, courts the way they are, uh, they filed an appeal in which the judge said it was the most frivolous appeal he's seen in 24 years, I believe. But um, the custody judge won't hear it until the appeal is heard. So you're, you're saying, are you saying that by going public it might help you? You're hopeful I'm that hopeful. people... I'm mm-hmm. hopeful. And also, ever since I did the initial local interview, um, I've had a lot of support, which is very helpful. Support um, will get your daughter back. Like this. You're very emotional about this. Yes. What no, makes it no, I really don't no, give a shit. That's my daughter, my kid, whatever. My daughter, I think, um, she's missing out on her mother. And Believe me, lady, she's not missing much. I can't much. believe people could do something You're kind of a dope. Horrible <laughs> kind of a dope. How often do you see your daughter? Um, right now I see her every Whenever he posts a picture on Facebook. <laughs> yes. And so knowing that she's in the care of the man who is her father. Yes. And his wife. Yes. Do you have concerns? Yes, I do. What do you this happens to well, how one is, many um, men obviously during they a were divorce. Trying to take her from me and adopt her. So um, I don't want her to get acquainted with them, especially if I do get her back. Especially. Um, right. That's just yeah. messing up her that life. That shit um, so. And then also because... So she fucked this dude, had a baby. You want, you want the details? Because so The penis goes in the vagina. Uh, wash, rinse, and repeat. <laughs> Wait nine months. A Pennsylvania woman is fighting for her child after she says the man she met online had her signed papers that turned over custody of their child to his wife. That's hilarious. She says the man she met online had her, the mother of the child, sign papers that turned over custody of their child to this other dude's wife. That's fucking awesome. Christy Gaffney met her lover. I hate that word. I know. Emmett Dippold. (laughs) Really? He's pretty smart for a dip. Yeah, I was going to say, she got outsmarted by an Emmett. Emmett, yeah, and he's not even an otter. On an online dating site, and the couple eventually developed a closer relationship. When Gaffney became pregnant. They fucked. Pretty much. Dippold presented her with papers that Gaffney says he explained would give him partial custody of the child. Dippold had previously revealed that he didn't have children because his wife had trouble conceiving. 
But when Dipple didn't return with their child one day, <laughs> Gaffney told NBC10 that he revealed that the documents were actually adoption papers giving Dippold and his wife, to whom he was still married, custody of the child. Gaffney's response was, don't! Yeah. Gaffney went to court to overturn the adoption, and the judge ruled in her favor. However, the couple plans to appeal the decision. While Gaffney might have found herself at the center of an unexpected adoption case, her story is certainly not the first to take a sudden turn. (laughs) She's not the first dumb person on the planet. Oh, there's an update at the bottom here. Uh, it says, after raising five daughters, Anita Tedaldi adopted a baby boy to fulfill a dream of adopting a child. However, 18 months into their time together, the mother gave back the child because she felt they weren't bonding. Tedaldi, Tedaldi, yeah, said the decision was difficult, but the baby was later placed with another family. In 2010, Tori Hansen also decided she didn't want her adopted son and sent the boy who was seven at the time on a plane back to Russia. Remember that? Oh, yeah. Just the kid. With a note explaining he had psychological problems. How is this the same thing? It's not. The adoption agency filed a child support suit against Hansen. Court date is set for March 27th. Update. Gaffney appeared on today, which we heard part yeah. of it. And then I, we, I, both, I agree. I think we agree, could not take any more of that no, idiot. she's a dummy. To share her story, Stephen Silverman, Emmett Dippold's lawyer, told NBC <laughs> that the father doesn't Emmett. want to bring custody, the custody battle into the media spotlight. And that's his right, I yeah. suppose. Uh, but it's also her right to do the exact opposite. The document was signed in its entirety before two notaries who have testified under oath in court that she signed the document, Silverman told the station. Emmett Dippold has no interest in disparaging the birth mother. I'm here to make a plea to this woman that it is not in the best interest of her daughter to create a media sensation about this baby. Gaffney's 14-month-old daughter currently lives with the Dippolds. Comments? Yeah, Comments go back up to that there? video. This is the problem with online dating. Uh, okay. With that. I don't know. Oh, that's like other related stuff, not related to this, though. I just think it's funny. <laughs> the problems with online. Yeah, well. Yeah. Um, Comment. I just, you know, fucking dummies. This this is the first comment from Ray48. This is a case of buyer beware. She met a stranger online and became pregnant within six months without marrying. That's a recipe for heartbreak. <laughs> Who the fuck doesn't read legal paperwork? Get a lawyer. When it concerns your child, your just, unborn child. It's fucking crazy. I hate to, well, I don't hate to be, but I am reticent to be the asshole in this whole case and say tough shit well i'm just you're yeah, an idiot you're an idiot she kind of got what she deserved yeah but you know what they'll end up giving her the kid back two notaries yeah i know but they'll end up giving her the kid back i honestly <laughs> going to sound like a total Look, asshole she's an I idiot i hope not Emmett's a douchebag. You know what okay. they did? You know what they did? Surrogacy for free. Oh, That's yeah, what they totally. Did. Good totally. for him. They didn't have to spend 50, 10, whatever thousand dollars. And you know who wins? It. You know who wins in this whole thing? Our listeners. Well, besides <laughs> them, they win all the time. But do you know who wins in this whole case? No. The lawyers. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Oh, no, I think we should keep fighting. I want to buy a boat. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Oh, I have, I have two kids going to college soon. Oh, man. You're going to like this one. 
Santorum says college is a myth. BBC weatherman predicts bucket loads of cunt. (laughs) (laughs) Please let me, please tell me this video. I hope there is. Oh, that's hilarious. Oh, come on. Do they play it? Do they play it? I, I hope they don't bleep it. Come on. Have some ice on the roads through the night and into Sunday morning. Right, nice though. It is simply a lovely winter's day tomorrow. Bucket loads of, con- of, uh, of sunshine across central and eastern areas. Some showers will continue. What the fuck? Have <laughs> some ice on the roads through the night and into Sunday morning. Right, nice though. It is simply a lovely winter's day tomorrow. Bucket loads of, con- of, uh, of sunshine across central and eastern areas. Some the- showers will continue. That's, That's not be- even a normal like mistake. That's like, how do you? <laughs> So it's going to be sunny tomorrow and uh, lots of children fucking. I don't, I don't, wow. That's ridiculous. Like, we don't even need to read the story for that. That's just hilarious. There's barely any excuse? stories. Um, <laughs> just thought it was going to be a great day. It's <laughs> What does it say? Um, Deacon, who has been forecasting weather on the BBC for five years, acknowledges the mistake on Twitter. I think the less said about that, the less said, the better about that last broadcast. Uh, (laughs) Did you say a naughty word, BBC journalist Faye Harland asked, or was it a wardrobe malfunction? And he replied, not a naughty word, the naughty word. That's awesome. Deacon certainly isn't the first broadcaster to slip up on air. WNYW, Ernie Anastas, famously told the weatherman to keep fucking that chicken in 2009. (laughs) I swear we had that on the show too. <laughs> oh, shit. He was then funny. seen in the Danvers movie theater. <laughs> oh, my uh, gosh. what else is in the news? Let me just see uh, what I got here for some updates here. Um, let's see what other kind of new stuff is happening. Um, Oh, did you see the Virginia um, 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 vaginal fucking alien probe thing was shot down? I did not. Yeah, it's uh, endovaginal. I don't remember exactly what it's called, but it sounds like a a, a female transformer. <laughs> Endovag. <laughs> Transform. Sounds like a Bond villain. Yeah. Huh? Um, hey, did you see 30 Rock the other night? What happened? Tuxedo Begins. Oh, that was actually kind of clever. That was really, really great. That was that was. Actually I've watched it clever. four times. Really? Oh my god! So so damn funny. Huh. Yeah, her slow transformation into a into a Batman villain. Yeah, was was. was and then the one good. little thing. Did you see the one? It was like it had. It was like three frames where he has a cape behind him. Yes, it. that was so weird. That was it just so kind of good. Billowed just get, out from and then shoulders. that was it. You never saw it again. Yep, it was yep. awesome. Okay, really this funny. is uh, this is from the Telegraph. Kinky nuns tattooed Christ to spark protests in Spain. All right, now wait a minute. This is a badly written headline because did they get tattoos of Christ? Right. Or did they put tattoos on Christ? Right. Let's read and find out. Catholics and conservatives have denounced as blasphemous two recent exhibitions in Madrid featuring kinky nuns in lingerie. I don't see the problem. And Me neither. tattooed and near naked Christs. First of all, Jesus is always almost naked. He's got that strategically placed oh, no. towel that's going to drop oh, at any second. So it's not kinky nuns tattooing Christ. No. It was kinky nuns and 
a tattooed Christ. Yes. Spark protests in Spain. Wow, this man, punctuation. Well, it's, it's the telegraph. I don't know if that matters or not. No. Catholic group AES called a demonstration for Friday evening. Should be called for a demonstration Friday evening outside the Fresh Gallery in Madrid against its latest exhibition, Fresh. Obscenity, a collection of photographs by Canadian artist Bruce LaBruce. <laughs> <laughs> that dude's parents That's hate great. him. Great. The 50 pictures on display include a portrait of Spanish actress Rosita de Palma in a black and white habit and see-through corset with a rosary between her teeth. Uh, note to self, Google that name. One shows a well-known singer, thank you for getting on top of that, <laughs> Alaska, dressed as a sexy saint with a communion wafer on her tongue. No, very uh, nice. suggestive. Uh, what was her name? Uh, Rossi, R-O-S-S-Y, de Palma. Um, while another in another she hugs a tattooed Christ to her breast in a kinky tribute to Michelangelo's Pieta sculpture I think she that's how you say not it. what you think no let's see you know Sandra Bernhardt right yeah I've heard of that dude yeah that's Marilyn Manson <laughs> you know it's a mix between Marilyn Manson and me and Bialik she's got the same nose yeah Um, but still Naked is naked. I don't care. Yeah, well, I just don't understand a- how she could possibly, like her nose could possibly be bigger than her head <laughs> and still fit on her head. Around 50 protesters demonstrated outside the Fresh yeah. Gallery Friday evening, bearing placards reading, For a unified and Catholic Spain and God exists. Okay, I think they're just pissed off because this chick is ugly. Respect the sacred no to blasphemy, they shouted. Probably sounds better in Spanish. They don't they don't dare with the Muslims, said seventy-eight year old Michael Soto, a retired engineer. They dare with us because we are pacifists. Well, because we're not gonna cut really? anybody's fucking head off. Really? The Catholics are the Catholics are pacifists. Oh, come on, Chris. Really? Is, she's I'm sorry. No. I don't know. I didn't know before we did the show. Now, this dude from Spain is saying that the Catholics are pacifists. I know. That's ironic. There's a Monty Python skit that brings to mind atrocities in the church. Yeah, I think there's a whole movie. Maybe a couple of books, too. Uh, I think that's You know what? Funny. And I guarantee you that it's a, it's a bunch of guys in robes with big hats that nobody ever expects. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hypocrites. After the opening of LaBruce's show this week, oh, sorry, I skipped a paragraph, which is one sentence. In a separate exhibition at the National Spanish Theater, a photograph of an actor posing naked as Christ with a religious painting over his privates was branded as blasphemous in a petition signed by over 40,000 Spaniards last month. No one expects that. I would not expect <laughs> the, the painted genitals of Jesus. <laughs> I, bet, I bet Jesus didn't expect it either. <laughs> um, Can you imagine if, if, they um, were, if they were actually up there looking down going, really, dudes, that's the best you got for me? First of all, I am not white. <laughs> Second, I am ripped. So that's okay. And you're going to need more paint if you're going to paint my dick, <laughs> bitches. <laughs> 
responding to the Franco Foundation's denunciation in an email, he said it was ironic that a group that supports fascism condemns the show. Fucking, I'm bored with this. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> uh, what's next? I like, I like, I like stupid people. OSU football player asks Twitter followers to, quote, show some hate to an atheist. Again, atheists hated more than rapists. Now, what if an atheist gets raped? Nobody gives a shit. That's like a tree falling in the woods, bear shits in the woods, Pope shits on a bear, whatever. (laughs) So if a Pope, if the Pope... yep. Rapes an atheist while shitting on a bear who's Shit shitting in the woods. On a bear and the bear doesn't have Charmin toilet paper. And then Spock negates scissors. <laughs> Lizard poison Spock. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But what if what if you are an atheist and a rapist? Are you even human at that point? You are and what if you're <laughs> did, did did you ever watch um Arrested Development. Oh yeah, to the point where, um, oh, where what's his face was an analyst slash therapist, and yeah. combine that, so he's an anal rapist. Yeah, <laughs> an anal rapist. Uh, yes, <laughs> anal rape is funny. Uh so <sighs> it says here, um, hate as an emotion can be a very powerful motivator for both good and bad. You think? Well. You got to start off with something that like grabs the 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 reader, reader right? Yeah. The hatred of racism has helped propel civil rights. The hatred of sexism has helped propel women's suffrage. The hatred of Rick Santorum has bolstered the gay movement. Oh, by the way, uh, that that last line I made up, but um, in um, was it DC today? Uh, let me check my phone. Um, I thought there was there was something really good that happened. <laughs> Was there a parade? In D.C. Um, Maryland State Senate okays gay marriage measure. Oh, good. Yeah, so now the governor will vote it down and blah 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 um, Let's get down to brass tacks on this one and uh, just get this one over with. Uh, it is a hatred of the other kind that concerns most of us. Hatred towards people, especially when man... I skipped ahead. Uh, when manifested physically, such as the brutal beatings of homosexuals, lynching of black southerners during the civil rights era. Hey, how come nobody... And and John Stewart brought this up the other day. The 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 name Lynchburg, Tennessee, right? And he kind of stopped for a second and made a joke about it. Like, why has that not been changed? <laughs> you know, <laughs> I don't understand that. I don't know. I don't know. It's like it's like living in Shuda, yeah. You know, N word, uh, South Carolina. <laughs> or rape town yeah, uh, usa strange fruit georgia <laughs> a little more a <laughs> little more intellectual one there right yeah. <laughs> yeah i like that song it's fucking creepy and sad um let's see everyone is perfectly free to hate anyone they want but when someone directs hate at an individual or group of people or asks others to quote bring the hate i honestly prefer bring the noise yeah over bring the hate bringing the noise doesn't take as much energy or you could bring the funk yeah, that is true. That is yeah. true. That it, which is a variation of the noise. Yeah, uh, or visit the hate. 
I prefer visiting the hate because when you get tired of it, you can just leave. You just leave. Sorry, I'm hate. Tired. I gotta go. I'm gonna go. I gotta go. Hate. Thanks for the tea. Nice, nice to see you. Got me all riled up. Uh, visit the hate upon someone else. Then one's freedom of thought is now a physical manifestation of and subject to criticism, laws, and the appropriate consequences or repercussions associated with the physical action or manifestation. It's almost like we're talking about ghost busting mm. at this point. We have a prime example of this at the Ohio State University. Not Ohio State University, the Ohio State University. Oh. The difference between hating someone and bringing the hate upon someone. OSU football player Jake Russell, number 21, punter. I bet he is. Tweeted late night on January 24th, my roommate Max Rouse, look him up on Facebook, is an atheist. Please show him some hate. The tweet was deleted later by Mr. Russell, but not before it was captured for the entire world to see Mr. Russell's bigotry on display. And um, it's it's right there, um, which no one can see. Um, why did Mr. Russell want his 1,400-plus followers to show some hate to an atheist? And what exactly does it mean to show hate? That's, that's a question that goes unanswered, by the way. Clearly concerned about the well-being of Mr. Rouse, the screen capture was emailed to OSU Vice President of Student Life, uh, Juanave Aston Adams Gaston. Gaston? Gaston. Mrs. She assured American atheists, uh, state director, that the school will investigate the matter immediately. Um, the school is not sitting idly by while it happens. As for Mr. Russell, blah, 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 they hope. You know, basically, I think um, any hate crime of any kind of like what if it had said oh my my roommates are a christian beat the shit out of him you'd well, get, yeah, you'd get kicked terrible. out of school and it's the same thing basically but that's 1400 people you got to be watching your back against <laughs> i am um it's crazy idiots i yes. um i i just finished a book by john irving it's called last night in twisted river okay this is last novel and um wait 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 are you gonna try and bring the intelligence level to show up no i'm gonna I don't read know if i can stand for that all right it's about this writer who oh damn it i just lost the page on <laughs> then we're back to normal no that's okay <laughs> um it it was it was interesting you know it's 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 about um this this american guy part of the story is that he he ends up moving to canada and this woman that he he knew that she kind of shows up and talks about kind of where they are um politically they're older they're like okay. in their late 50s and 60s so but i just thought it was a really really um this was an interesting paragraph so mm. uh as they're talking about uh, politics and why they're perfectly fine living um elsewhere so she described her politics as largely indifferent now she was sick of how little americans knew about the rest of the world or how mm. little they cared to know after two terms, the failed president's the, the failed policies of the Bush presidency would probably leave this country and the rest of the world in a terrible mess. What Amy Martin meant by this was that it would then be high time for some hero on a horse to ride in. But what could one hero on a horse do? Not much would change, Lady Sky said. She had fallen to earth in a country that didn't believe in angels, yet the Bible huggers had hijacked one of the two major political parties. With the Bible huggers, not much would ever change. Moreover, there was what Amy called the cocksucker contingent of the country. What Danny knew was the dumber than dog shit element, those bully patriots. And they were too set in their ways or too poorly educated or both to see beyond the ceaseless flag waving and nationalistic bluster. 
Conservatives are an extinct species, Lady Sky said, but they don't know it yet. Huh. So I just um but I just cocksucker. I really liked that whole, you know, the dumber than dog shit element, those bully patriots. Bully patriots. That's that's a good that's a good phrase. Yeah. Great book too, by the way. I when was that written? It. Um recently it came out in two thousand ten. Huh. Okay. I thought you were going to give me something from like a couple decades ago. No. That would be like oddly, you know, <laughs> fitting. Yeah, it came out in 2000, came out early 2010. He's got another one coming out this year. Nice. Which is two years, three years in between books. And it's very exciting. That's not too bad, though. It's very exciting. As long as they're well written. Oh, God. You know? yeah, they're, yeah. They're the best. Uh, okay, break time. Okay. Hey everybody, I just want to take a second and tell you about a new website that is actually really interesting. It's called Beergiver, B-E-E-R-G-I-V-R dot com. And the whole idea behind this is, is splashed on the front page. It says, owe someone a beer, maybe a missed party, birthday, or you lost a bet. No excuses. Time to pay up. Here's how it works. Through Beergiver, you can buy an individual a drink or a round of drinks. All you need are three pieces of information personalized message dollar amount and the person's phone number the friend will get a text message with a gift code which is essentially beer money you show your phone to a bartender at a participating bar and you have money taken off your bill or if you're not at a participating bar they can forward the money to their paypal account so essentially free beer this has been started in the baltimore area some of the following bars and restaurants that currently accept beer giver are alewife Alonzo's and Loco Ombre, Bad Decisions, Bartenders, that's in Canton, Brewer's Cask, Bond Street Social, Dark Horse Saloon, Finnegan's Wake, John Stephen Limited, Langerman's, No Idea Tavern, The Americana, The Hill, Tommy's Downtown Tavern, and the Waterfront Hotel Bar. Honestly, I think this is a fantastic idea, and I really can see this taking off. Check out the website if you live in the area or if you know someone in the area, in the Baltimore area. So it's B-E-E-R-G-I-V-R dot com. Beer Giver. And while you're at it, why don't you follow them on Twitter at Beer Giver, B-E-E-R-G-I-V-R. And of course, you can find them on Facebook, facebook.com slash Beer Giver, B-E-E-R-G-I-V-R. Check it out. This is one that I've been meaning to get to for a while. I'm just going to play it. Oh, hey. Huh, okay, what? go ahead. No, no, go ahead. What? No, I um checked out this uh this new show um cuz we were, were talking about Pennsylvania and New Jersey and Yeah. So it made me think of this show I saw that uh Kevin Smith has got on AMC now, yeah. Comic Book Man. Have you seen it? Yeah. I watched I saw the like, first one. I watched the first one. I thought it was it was Okay, kind of fun. It's all right, but I don't... What's the point? 
what's the point of any reality type show? And this one is but they just don't for do anything. Like no. I watch the only reality show I I watch two. I watch the voice because and I watch it with the girls because I want them to see all different kinds of people singing. Yeah. And I watch Face Off because the artist and in my wife and I we, we love watching people put shit together like that. But there's a goal for that reality well, show. Well, cuz those are those are It's like, a competition. Those are competitions. Yeah. I just don't I mean I this is sort of day in the life of kind of shit. I know I spent so much time in comic book stores. I don't I don't care anymore. I just thought that some of it was like the picture that Bob Kane drew. I thought that was pretty interesting. It was interesting. nice. Yeah. It was definitely nice. But I hated some of the people that came in. The dude with the fucking briefcase handcuffed to his wrist. That I didn't see. I saw it just after the dude with the bionic man left. And if you had watched um this this one where where this fucking asshole guy went around and paid bottom dollar for people's collectibles and then went and sold them at Comic-Con and made a profit. Oh, really? It was all about watching this one dude make a profit, right? He paid a guy like $40 for a $6 million man. Oh, really? And what did the store pay for that 185. one? 185 Yeah. I know one was in the box, one was out of the box, yeah. but whatever. But... The guy that came in with the with the with the case, I'm sure you saw the tease for it. When no, I didn't the commercial. see it. No, he had lobby cards from Dawn of the Dead, and yeah. a and a rolled Australian version of the original poster that was folded and rolled. Huh. Yeah, pick one. If your poster's folded, you keep it folded. You can't roll it because then you've right. And he wanted a thousand dollars for that stuff. Really? They so they brought in this other guy, the, this expert guy who. He knew his shit by looking at it. And he's like, you know, it's worth like 200 bucks. Yeah. Total. Maybe three. And he was like, I think I will keep it then. It's like, yeah, no shit, because we're not giving you a thousand dollars for it. The, did you see the girl with the Chucky doll? No, I didn't. It was a Chucky doll from like Bride of Chucky where like yeah. half the face is smashed open and stuff. She wanted it's like six or eight hundred dollars for it. It's worth like fifty. Yeah. Cause really you have to think they need to turn around and sell it. Right, can I, is it is it worth giving you forty dollars? And I can can I sell this for fifty or sixty? Yeah, because really they're making ten twenty bucks on stuff like at a time, right? Because they don't make really anything off of the comic books, right. if if I if I'm remembering correctly. But the people that came in, I just I just I can't stand those people. They just reminded me of everybody I spent too much time around. <laughs> I mean, I know there's nice people in comic book stores, and I definitely found one in Beverly that the, the guy was great, and, and there was one in Rowley that was nice, um, and they would order stuff for me, special okay. order and everything. But this, the, the, the stereotype of the comic book store person yeah, is not a stereotype. Oh, God, no. It's for the fact. most part. I mean, there's normal people like you and me would go into comic book stores, and yeah, we're geeks or nerds or whatever you want to call us, but... It's not. It, there's. We're interested in more. Like I know. I know Jeremy, who may or may not listen. I haven't heard from him in a little while. I know he's big into comics, but he does other stuff. Yeah. So, like, there's people that I've seen on that show where, like, either, either you're just going in there because you know they're filming, yeah. which I swear to God they call these people in <laughs> to tell them no. Because, oh, I know this weird guy. He can come in and bring yeah. in some of his collectibles and we'll just tell him no. Um, but then I, I think there's some people that are just like, uh, like the guy with the Kirby Thor poster. I didn't see them. 
What did you see then? I just picked I saw something like, like the beginning, middle, like and end of the show. Of I saw, like I said, where the guy left, he had the $6 million man doll, and they That's bought it? that from you him. You watched, what, 10 minutes? No, I watched like it was like 15 minutes in or something. Like, how long was it? How it's long an is the hour show? show. Oh, I thought it was like a half hour show. I don't know. <laughs> the baby fell asleep in my arms. And so I'm doing that, and then... Well, you know what it was like. It was it was probably about five thirty six o'clock this afternoon, right? Yeah. And Julie, we were going to have dinner when Julie got home, and um, but she, like if Frankie gets tired, okay, you know. But it's an odd, it's a weird time to let him take a nap because it's, yeah, because yeah. Then he's going to get so. If I let him sleep, I get in trouble. Right. So right. Yeah, I, I had the girls go down for a nap once at four thirty in the afternoon. <laughs> and then he One time we put him down for a nap at five. And they woke up the next morning. Oh, that was best. fucking weird. But it it was uh, one of those things. So I'm up like upstairs and we're watching the show, and um, so he had just like two seconds before Julie walked in from work, um, he woke up, uh. and um, so we were just sort of sitting there and we're watching. Just like, yeah, it's a Batman drawing, buddy. <laughs> you know, and he's just looking. Some of the stuff was nice, and I like how they make fun of the customers. Yeah. When they sit down to do the thing, um, I I mean it's I mean I won't make time for the show. No, I won't DVR it. Or I well, I saw it on demand. I DVR'd one just so, to just to yeah. just to see it. But it's not bad. No, it's 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 well made, and and the people have personality because yeah. they they do like what we right, do. Exactly, they have way more listeners because yeah. you know they're attached to Kevin Smith. Right. It was it was enjoyable, but I. It really made me realize that I did not miss people that would argue with me about how the new phasers in the Star Trek movie work. I don't give a shit yeah. anymore. I don't give a shit that there's a difference between the commander battle droid and the bridge battle droid. One's yellow, one's blue. Well, yeah. But I'm not going to argue. I don't care enough to argue about that yeah. anymore. I used to. I used to, you know, give a shit if, you know, whoa, what if Venom got onto Wolverine? Who'd be able to stop him then? Blah, blah, blah. What if the Hulk had the Venom suit? That would look so weird. You know what? I'm going to go home and stick my dick in my wife. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm going to repeat that until I fall asleep. (laughs) But it's it's interesting because, like, so many different things take take precedence in your life. And you think it is the most important thing. And then when you're away from it. It's like I love. I still really enjoy comics. I don't read a whole lot of them, but you know, if 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 a cover strikes me or or a story arc or somebody recommends something, I'll I'll pick it up because I I I like I I like good artwork. I don't like some of the sketchy shit that's been going. And Rob Liefeld can suck a bag of dicks, but um, still, even twenty years later, no, the guys, (laughs) there's websites dedicated to how bad his artwork is. (laughs) Um, Tracer, but. (laughs) <laughs> no, he was a penciler. Ugh, he wasn't an anchor. Even worse. Uh, but yeah, I don't want to disparage like 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 some comic book people. But there's some people, and everybody knows that one dude in the comic book store that they can't stand. Yeah. That's who I'm talking about. Oh, it reminds me. Next time we have a break, I got to tell you something funny. Okay. <laughs> everybody wants to hear the outtakes now, don't? They? That's true. But I know who you're going to talk about. Uh, all right. So, all right. Ready. I'm just going to play it. Yeah, go ahead. Maybe now. Okay. 
No commercial. The governor of Kentucky, Democrat Steve Bashir, Democrat Steve Bashir, uh-huh. uh, has decided that he is actually suggesting that he will cut over $50 million uh, it, to the education system, um, but he will keep intact the $43 million tax breaks that ARC encounter, which is a creationist Remember theme that, amuse right? park, uh-huh. gets oh, to take advantage God. of uh, each year. Thank Noah. Uh, <laughs> God, people are so goofy, man. Give the kids an education. And an education does not include a roller coaster ride with Noah. Okay. Hey, look, there's nothing wrong with teaching Noah's Ark on your own time. You know, you're a good Christian and you want to teach that in church? God bless. Have at it, Hoss. That's the whole point of church. You're spending uh, public money on this thing and cutting kids' education. You ought, have, you ought to have your head examined. This makes him anti-science and anti-fact, mm-hmm. okay? Because he's basically taking money out of the education system where people are supposed to learn about uh, <laughs> fact, truth, science, things that are important for life. And he's helping out an amusement park that endorses a creationist agenda. <laughs> of course it does. It's like, let's go out of our way to make people dumber. <laughs> now, Anna, how do you know it's not fact, okay? Uh, didn't God put uh, two of every animal on a very, very, very large ship? <laughs> okay, I'm sorry, man. But you know all the dogs that uh, have been crossbred and there's all these new breeds? Well, they weren't around in Noah's time. So how do you explain that one? How do you explain a million things? I mean, and then they go around collecting all the different little f- fleas and, you know, things. And, uh, Okay, come along, Mr. Flea. Oh, that's that's right? like Bill Cosby's and all the different thing. bugs and animals that live on your skin, which, by it's the like way, is super Two fleas, creepy. male or female. <laughs> no, it's like, jump what on! What kind of bugs and animals? Oh, you've never seen like the pictures of things that live on your skin? No, I have clean skin. I don't know about you. <laughs> <laughs> Wait till you get a load of those. When There's like all these like, eyelashes, microscopic huh? critters that crawl all over you. Good to know. <laughs> okay. But luckily, Noah did know that. That's why he invited him onto his skin when he went onto Noah's Ark and eventually landed in Kentucky. You know, they say <laughs> Noah's Ark landed on top of uh, Mount Everest. Yes, I know. Because they, but if it really landed there, wouldn't there be traces of the like? No, no, that's the whole point. Like, they did this whole documentary on it and uh-huh. stuff. There's, like, this uh, iron deposits or something exactly in the shape of an ark uh-huh. on top of the mountain. Oh, my God. And they're like, Hello. <sighs> How else did the fleas get here? <laughs> I start yeah, because because you know what, iron deposits can't like form in the shape of a teardrop with points on both ends, right? Eh, whatever. Anyway, yeah. I saw an interesting post somewhere in the Facebook feed. There, um, I really wish I could remember who who put it, um, but it was. You know what? In, in terms of like teaching creationism versus you know evolution and all that in the schools, an interesting an interesting idea. Yeah. Don't teach one or the other as you know the right answer. Teach about the controversy. That would be a good class. I think that's an interesting class. That's an interesting idea. That is. I like that. Okay. Don't. And take I a, remember don't seeing ta- that. Don't yeah. take a stance. Just you yeah. know don't 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 take a side. But you know what? Teach teach the fight. Yeah, yeah, that's a good idea. So I think that's uh, that was kind of interesting. It's one of those aha, like, wait a minute, why the f- that's so fucking simple? Yeah, yeah. Why did we think of that? Um. Oh, there's this. 
Is this another could be from the onion sort of thing? No, no, no. This is a I hate other parents type of thing. Um, So maybe it will open up. There we go. Children shocked as horror trailers shown at Puss in Boots screening. Oh, fuck. You know what? I've dealt with people like this. And all I can say is, you know what? Shut the fuck up. You know what? I can can, throw in a fucking hissy fit. I can actually speak to this now. So I wanted to read it because there's something very specific in here that relates to stuff I do with the kids. Okay. Okay. Uh, young children were reportedly left petrified after a cinema in South London. Petrified. They were turned They were to turned stone. to stone. Literally petrified. petrified. <laughs> no, that doesn't say literally. But to be fair, petrified can be used to describe fear. Yeah. So uh, just nice to show that we're not, you know, what was the dog shit, ignorant what? Yeah. Dumber <laughs> than dog shit. Dumber than dog shit. Yeah. Uh, accidentally screened trailers for a 15-rated horror film ahead of a showing for animated tale Puss in Boots. Parents were forced to shield their offspring's eyes when the screen at Wandsworth Cineworld... Is that is that in Hogwarts? I don't know. Wandsworth. Lit up with a graphic trailer for The Devil Inside. First of all, I guarantee you it wasn't graphic. It was probably a lot of screaming and writhing yeah. around. I've seen the trailers. An upcoming, quote, found footage style film about exorcism and demonic possession. Inappropriate scenes included close-ups of a woman covered in cuts with demonic eyes. I uh, doubt it. And shots of a girl with dislocated limbs writhing on a bed. A separate trailer. I dated her. <laughs> Didn't we all? <laughs> a separate trailer for Nicolas Cage starring comic book tale Ghost Rider, The Spirit of Vengeance. Also frightened toddlers with its depiction of a motorcycle rider whose head explodes you know what? in That's flames. That's bullshit. I guarantee really you. I guarantee you. Well, let me just 80% this of those sentence. kids looked at that and went, That's fucking awesome. Whose ex- head explodes in flames, shooting fire at a devil who is trying to possess a human. I, I got to read more of this because I can't, I can't say what I have to say until I show you what pussies these, these parents and kids are. Cinema goer Peter Flynn told the mirror his four year old daughter, Laura, quote, was extremely frightened by what were exceptionally strong images, even by adult standards. You're a pussy, Peter. He added, I tried to cover her eyes, but she kept looking at the screen. (laughs) This is terrible, Dad. Let me see. Another film goer, Catherine Walker, said, It was every parent's nightmare. Kids watching exorcism trailers. Really? I thought every parent's nightmare was having your kid taken away from you and brutally killed in the woods. That's my terrible dream. Yeah, because then, you know, you got to get up, get your gun, find the fucker, and slowly kill him over the course exactly. of Exactly. Oh, you know what else I hate, too? You know what else I, I hate? What's that? Snow. <laughs> yeah, well, it's a good year for you. It is. Yay, global warming. Woohoo! Cineworld Deputy General Deputy General Manager. Wow, they have good titles over there. Yeah, so we should go there. Yeah, I could be Captain Projectionist. I want to be super cool, badass dude guy. <laughs> David Denner apologized to furious parents after halting the trailers. <laughs> they said, look, don't be an Emmett. There's not a big deal here. <laughs> and the cinema proceeded to show Puss in Boots. He told the Sun newspaper, I can only apologize. I would be upset if my children had seen those trailers, which were meant for Underworld Awakening, the next film to be shown. Okay, fair enough. Uh, we I can understand how that happened. Was it digital? It must have been It digital. had to have been. Then they must have just set the yeah. wrong trailer program on it. Um, the next film to be shown, we're investigating how this error happened and action will be taken if appropriate. Basically, we know what happened. Some dude got written up and that's it. Yeah. Uh, local authority Wandsworth Council is now investigating whether the cinema 
breached legal guidelines for its license. Now, I have no idea how that shit works in England, so I can't speak to that. Uh, which include a condition that children's admission to any work, including trailers, is restricted in accordance with British Board of Film Classification recommendations. The um, the 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 BBFC is very strict, so that's totally possible that they could have breached something. Can I tell you when I go through the list of trailers on Comcast and I read off the titles? Yeah, that my girls say I want to see the Ghost Rider trailer again. Okay. <laughs> They were three and a half when that trailer came on, yeah. and they are not scared of anything. You know why? Because you don't make it a big fucking deal. Right. You talk to them about it. The worst thing you can ever do, whether you're an adult or a kid, is have your eyes covered or cover your eyes when scary shit happens, because you are going to conjure up the deepest, darkest, most disturbing shit you can think of. Four feet of snow. To go with that. Well, that doesn't make a whole lot of noise. <laughs> You do in the snow, but you're gonna your brain is gonna try and associate images with what oh, you yeah. hear, which is way worse than what you would Definitely. see on screen for the for the for the the exorcism movie. There, that'd be fucked up if like criminal charges are brought. It's like, dude, yeah. someone clicked when they should have pointed. However, though, that's a projectionist that started the projector and walked away. Yeah. Oh yeah. You always make sure that what you have is right. I yeah, mean, and especially if it's digital, the fucking title's right there. Yeah, that's just on a projectionist level. That yeah, is just definitely. Blatant yeah, because you see it on the screen. What the what the what the thing? Yeah, even if you're not looking at the screen, you're looking at the control screen to yeah. see what's playing. Yeah. And you should. Oh yeah, always that's make total sure bullshit. That the, on the image looks good yeah. when you start, especially oh, yeah. if it was. I'm going to assume one of the first shows of the day. Yeah, that's totally on the projectionist. Yeah, yeah. it had to be the first show of the day. Well, maybe not. But how maybe it, not? You you don't uh, well, change the trailer program though. No, that's that's a good point. You just press play on it. Yeah. So yeah, and I guarantee you it was on a Friday. Definitely. Does it say? Does it give the date? Uh no. no. I don't no. I don't have a date. Oh, it was Tuesday. February twenty first is when that article came out. But you know, you can move the, you can move uh, it could have been a Monday. They could have yeah. moved stuff around after the weekend. Yeah, who who knows? knows? Whatever. Who knows? The thing is though, like operator error. I um uh, the, the girls have seen a little bit of zombies here and there. Yeah. We've watched parts of Ghostbusters. I've shown Ripley um, who she's named after. And I, I think I said on the show before, I showed the rescue of Newt because Newt kind of looks like Nova. And I showed Ripley rescuing Newt and the queen chasing them through the underside of that 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 nuclear plant. And they, they, they yeah. reenacted that scene <laughs> for two days straight. They weren't scared. Yeah. They don't have nightmares about that shit because I pulled a book out and I showed them, okay, look, this is this is a zombie. It's a person wearing makeup. That's it. It's That's just it it's is. just a person. Just an actor. And if they're not afraid of Darth Maul live in person, they're not afraid of anything. Yeah. These kids are shielded. You can't shield oh, yeah. your kids. You just you just can't. It's Today we watched a PG-13 um DC movie. Yeah, Batman, you know, Wonder Woman, all that stuff. Those are pretty good. Huh? It was, it was, it was. Uh, but it was. This was more. It was more emotional type yeah. stuff going on that would give it the rating because it was kind of heavy, yeah. Um, rather than violence. So, but they loved it. Cool. Absolutely loved it. And you know what? Theater's going to make mistakes. And why did? How did it get through two trailers? Yeah, it should have made it five seconds into the first trailer, especially if last, uh, not last Exorcism. What's it called? Devil Inside. Devil, especially Devil Inside yeah. was the first one. 
Well, that's something though, because that's like two minutes at least, right? You figure two minutes minimum. So you think minimum minute it and happens. A half. Takes so someone leaves the theater, goes out and complains. They call up. Yeah, that went on way too fucking long. That's three minutes. Should have never, should have never made it to the when, second trailer. When, when uh, the unnamed person started Two Towers instead of Wild Thornberries, how soon was that <laughs> shit off the screen? That was awesome. That was literally seconds, yeah, wasn't it? I gotta. It's the only time you run in a booth. Yeah. Oh well. Dummy. And a fucking Balrog fighting a wizard is not a scary thing to a bunch of three-year-olds. Oh. At least it shouldn't be. Right. The, every kid in that theater should have said, "What the fuck was that? I need to go back that and see is that." Cool. That's awesome. It's not like it's not like you're showing red band trailers to Machete. That movie was fun. I love that. They're making the second one. Yeah, good. Machete kills again, or Machete kills. I don't know. <laughs> but whatever. It's gonna be awesome, and I'll watch it. But did I tell you that both my parents really liked that movie? Really? That's kind of fucked up to a me. A little bit. Hey, you know what I watched uh, the other day? I watched Man on Fire, Denzel Washington, Tony Scott movie. Any good? Yeah. Yeah, I liked that movie when it came out. That was good. Dakota Fanning is amazing in it. Oh, that's right. That's right. So, yeah, no, that was a good one. Huh. <clears throat> um, so I have a friend on Facebook. Good. Yeah, well, I have a bunch, obviously. But um, it's not so obvious. He's uh, No, that, that part isn't. Um. Well, you know what? Fuck it. If he listens, I don't. I don't really care. Let me let me go in here and find um, the post. That is that we, what I think it is? The big long one yeah. from the other day. Yeah. Did you see how I I ended it finally? Yeah. Um, I posted it on our on our group's page because I just could not take the ignorance anymore, and I'm going to skim through it. <clears throat> I started with a picture. Of Rick Santorum looking like a fucking Peanuts character and then trying to butch up with his with his glasses. That's a phrase I stole from Die Hard with a Vengeance, butch up. Um, it says, vote Republican. Because giving the White House to a gay, sex-obsessed, evangelical, fringe lunatic who vows to dismantle modern civilization and start World War III seems like a perfectly reasonable idea. Exactly. So I'm like, okay, yeah. So we get um, Matthew, who um, talks with me a little bit. And then this other guy... Should I should I say his first name or not? Because I'm probably going to fuck up and say it. It's up to you. Well, it's public, yeah, right? Sure, it's so, the thing. so Zeke says he's my choice. I hope he's not a smokescreen because I said that I think he's a smokescreen for Romney to gain credibility. Um, he may be the only chance of turning this socialistic mindset around. Everybody else seems to be more the same. He is different than any other politician out there. Ryan responded with Zeke, are you really insane or are you just trolling Chris? <laughs> I ask because no one with a functioning brain in their head can think Centaurum is good for this country. He responds with, and I hadn't got in on this yet. I just kind of let it go for a yeah. little bit. <clears throat> we all have a line uh, of what we are willing to tolerate. Some people will tolerate smoking weed. Some draw the line at legalizing cocaine. Something that prostitution is acceptable and would be good. My point is we all have a line we are willing to tolerate. I don't know about trolling. I am just responding to this news feed post. Are you insulted, angry, upset, sad, confused, or feel suppressed because I have a different opinion? I believe in God, country, and that Jesus is best for our existence. This is nothing new to me, by the way, of, of the stuff he's saying. Um. I think other candidates in the race use religion for selfish gain, and you really think Santorum isn't? 
<laughs> I don't feel that way about this guy. I think he is a believer in Jesus Christ, which shouldn't fucking matter in an election anyway. I hope he is man that is true to what he believes. Only time will tell. Uh, Ryan says, I have a strong belief in freedom of religion. What I can't stand is people who force their beliefs onto other people. Religion and politics have no business being in the same conversation. That's why Rick Sintorum is a horrible person and a horrible choice for president. You tell me when you get bored of this. Well, you know what it is. It's one of these things where it's just like what what sort of bothers me about Rick Santorum mm. um, is he's crazy. Yeah. And he's <laughs> a true believer. And it's like, okay, do you want the true believer, the guy who's fucking shitstorm crazy, mm. okay? Or, you know, then the other choice is Romney who will say whatever you want him to say. Yeah, which okay. that will be his downfall. So, um, you know what I thought was really interesting? I saw a clip from that, um, the debate the other night, and okay. I guess that they asked the candidates, what, um, what are your, um, if you, one word to describe you. Okay. 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 And uh, they went from. Did Ron answer twice? No, 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 no. This, this is <laughs> really good. Sorry. They go went ahead. from, they started with Ron Paul. Ron Paul said consistent, which I thought was a good, which was a good shot. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Not accurate, but a right. good shot. Okay. Um, Santorum then said courage. Okay. Was courageous, right? Fine. Uh, okay. Yeah. I can see Romney's that. response. Yeah. Romney's response was resolute, which, when you think about it, <laughs> could be defined as <laughs> consistent courage. <laughs> <laughs> That's that's and fucking I clever. Fucking lost. I'm sitting in the. Do you like, think he did that on purpose? I would. You know what? There's a part of me that hopes so. I honestly believe. I honestly believe. All politics and religion aside, I believe he's that smart. Oh, I I believe yeah. it too. Yeah. You know. And I don't but say at, that. At one point, about the, at one point during often. the thing, he threw out like, "Oh well, when I, when I was saving the Olympics." Oh, uh, who the fuck cares about? Were the those Olympics? the Olympics that some dude tried to blow up, or is that a different Olympics? Oh my God. Fuck him in the Olympics. I hate the fucking Olympics. <laughs> They're coming back. Yeah, I know. Is it, what do we got? Now, now we get to learn all about the, the United yeah, Kingdom. Now we, now we all have to Guess care what? about London. Yeah. I know about London. I watch the BBC, and I don't need subtitles. Uh, watch seven-year-old girls pretend that they're 20 from China. <laughs> oh, all right, so we get into batshit crazy territory coming okay. up. You want to hear? So he says, Zeke says, do you think people force their beliefs on you by making laws that you disagree with? Help me understand how people are forcing their beliefs or religion on others. Rick Santorum is a horrible person because he is a Christian. So he's trying to bait people yeah. there. Or because you don't agree with him. Or because he is open why he believes what he believes. Well, you know what it is? I don't think he's a bad person. Okay? I just, go, I, I, I just think, I think he he's... fucking terrible I ideas. Just, I think he's he's not fit to be president he's ignorant okay is what it comes down I to think i think that he's a little narrow-minded and that he lets his faith drive common sense out of his soul yeah okay you should um, be able but I, to but i don't think you know what a bad person a bad person means that you know what they're gonna kick a puppy just to hear it scream see here's All the right. thing and like like I, I agreed with a lot of the stuff i i I disagreed with a lot of the shit that Bush did, but deep down, he might not be a bad person. Well, that's the thing. Oh, but, but, no, but here's the problem with Bush. On, no, no, wait, Bush wait, wait, believed wait, that what he was doing was the absolute right thing. But I the mean, problem is he's yeah. dumb as a bag of grass. But conversely, 
I agreed with a lot of the shit that Clinton did. I kind of think he's a bad person. I think he's kind of a dick. Well, I'm being totally fair, totally middle of the line, better fair and balanced than Fox could be. That's 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 okay. I'll give you that. But personal personal things don't factor into your political like it. So Clinton was an adulterer and Bush was uh, basically the Bubba Gump Shrimp Company, right? <laughs> that doesn't matter. It matters what you say and what you say you're going to do. And that's it for me, really. And and Obama had said a while ago that he needs to be able to justify outside of his faith why he wants to do things or or how he can justify it within the law. These people, the, 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 the Santorum is trying to justify it within biblical law and then change the law to to reflect that. That's where he's wrong. But you know what? It's it's this bullshit about family values. Oh will my help, god! Will help the economy. What fucking family How? are they what? talking about? Exactly. Like, I just oh, let me get let me get here's here's the next Go line. Ahead. I could say that Bin Laden was a horrible person. I would be able to give you reasons why I think that Bin Laden was a horrible person. Okay. Well, I, I, it doesn't that that's, okay that's great okay my one-year-old can give you reasons why bin laden was a terrible person yeah so i finally chimed in and i said religion shouldn't enter politics at all a vote for rick santorum is a vote against the health and freedoms of my wife and daughters no hyperbole i honestly believe that yeah Ryan came back with, that's awesome. You compared Santorum to Bin Laden. Pretty accurate. <laughs> when Rick Santorum opened his mouth about gay marriage being unconstitutional is it against, and is against God's will, do you believe him? Point me in the direction of where it says anything about gay marriage in the Constitution. Oh, yeah, you can't. Also, the Old and New Testaments are nothing more than interpretations of the original text written in language that few even understood. In other words, it's nothing more than make-believe. This is a fact I grew up this is a fact I grew up with religion in my family. There just came a time when I realized Jesus is no different than Santa or the Easter bunny. Both the Easter bunny being a pagan well, anyway. Santa bunny. Sorry to be the one who had to break that news to you. Um so then I posted a thing about um uh, religious freedom, basically uh Obama versus Santorum. And Zeke came back, Do you have a problem with Obama saying this? And he said that Jesus would back my tax the rich policy, but he also said it at the American Prayer Breakfast. Yeah. So I said, considering two factors, one, he said it at the National Prayer Breakfast. Sorry, I said that wrong. And two, it was baiting a response from the GOP. No, I don't have a problem, especially considering the fact that he said he needs to find reasons within the realm. Oh, I said all that. Yeah. Um, the GOP likes to talk about Jesus, but they sure don't act like him. They've corrupted the religion as much as the Vatican has. Um, and he agrees with me there. And then he says, Zeke says, gay marriage is a line for Santorum. That is what we're talking about here. Where do you draw the line? Not the fact that there is a line, but where do you draw it? Hebrew, Aramaic, and Greek are the original language of God's word. Bullshit. All of these are spoken today. He's answering two different questions at the same time. So my response to him was, my line would have to be between education and ignorance, progress and regression, equality and division, using religion as a tool for power, injecting religion into my life, using religion to tell me what I can and cannot do. Christians think that since they claim the majority religion in the U.S. that they can dictate U.S. policy, I draw the line at treating women as less than equal. 
I draw the line amending state constitutions to exclude people from the same benefits I enjoy. That's a start. And by the way, Centorum is against Sharia law, but he wants to introduce biblical law. Hypocrite. Zeke says he doesn't believe in Sharia law. Why would he accept it? That's not the point. Right. Because he doesn't believe in Sharia law, that does not make him a hypocrite. No, he he believes it. He knows that it... Fucking Sharia law is out there. It is in use in right. the Middle East. It's not. It's not a, a concept like right. It's not. It's like 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 the blue fairy from Pinocchio. It's like I believe that that lamp is lit. I can look at it and see it, and because I know there's light generating from it, and it's reflecting off all the surfaces in the room, thereby showing me that right. it's on. It's that kind of yeah. <sighs> okay. Um, then he goes, he blames Obama's not following Jesus's whatever. He doesn't um, have to. He says, the Bible clearly teaches that women are equal to men, Genesis one twenty seven. So I responded with Exodus 21.7. If a man sells his daughter to as a female slave, she is not to go free as the male slaves do. And as for his evolution point there, I asked him if creation should be taught in schools because that's, uh, uh, that's like my wheelhouse. Um. He says, there is scientific evidence that creation is a viable theory. It should be taught. Okay, this is where I just started to really grow impatient with the whole thing, and we're almost at the end. So, um, It should not be dismissed. I think to dismiss one theory over another without scientific proof is not education. It's indoctrination. I said, citation needed. You realize that you're giving the atheist reason why creation should not be taught, right? Please direct me to your scientific proof for creation. Uh-huh. Um. Then he corrects me and he says, Exodus 21.7 is elevating the female over the male. This was written so that women would not be taken advantage of. Read all the way to verse 11. I'm like, fine. So then I wrote, and whose creation myth should be taught? And I listed, I linked to one of my favorite Wikipedia pages, the uh, creation, the list of creation myths. There's like 150 distinctly different ones on there. Right. So, okay, he didn't accept my Exodus quote about how women are... Um, basically subjugated by men in the right. Bible. So I went with 1 Corinthians 11, 3 through 9. And I'll try to make this short. But this is this is like an insight into how but, I argue with people. But the thing is, though, it's like using the Bible as a thing. It's, uh, you, you could just as easily use Aesop's fables or fucking Twilight. You know what I mean? Or it's Dracula. Just like, it's a goddamn or, yeah. book. Yeah. Let me, let me, let, he did not respond to this one. Um, I wrote... Uh, so th- the King James version of, of this is, uh, but I would have you know that the head of every man is Christ and the head of the woman is the man and the head of Christ is God. Every man praying or prophesying, having his head covered, dishonoreth his head. I don't understand what the fuck hats have to do with anything. It's just all about getting head. But every woman that prayeth or prophesieth with her head uncovered dishonoreth her head. Did everybody lisp back then? I don't know. For even uh, blah, 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 blah. Yeah, that's about shaving. Uh, For a man indeed ought not cover his head for as much as he is the image and glory of God. But the woman is the glory of the man. For the man is not of the woman, but the woman of the man. Neither was the man created for the woman, but the woman for the man. How can you tell me that these people were not stoned when they wrote this? How can you tell me that that does not say women are inferior to men? I know. He he can't argue that point. So then he says... um, Evidence to back creationism, polystrate fra- fossils. Polystrate fossils, to, to, to break it down real quick, um, are 
these fictional fucking things that exist in different strata of rock that are supposed to span thousands and thousands of years. Like they're not supposed to exist. Yeah. So um, I did a little research on it and I'll skip to the middle paragraph here of what I wrote. Creationist Andrew Snelling visited the site, um, which is what it was in uh, Lompoc, California. It was a whale supposedly being oriented vertically and passing through several layers of strata. Uh, he admitted that the whale lies entirely within one layer of strata that was oriented diagonally. Uh, geologic forces had upended the strata. However, some anti-evolutionists continue to repeat this story, reinforcing the idea that strata are always horizontal. Anti-evolutionists also claim that some fossil trees pass through different layers when, in fact, the trees were buried by river floods bearing large amounts of coarse sediment that cover the trees, blah, blah, blah. There's a scientific explanation to shut the fuck up, basically. Um, he had said earlier that there's no reason to bring religion into the science realm. If you teach a theory that were created by design as, evidence, as evident by scientific cause and effect, it just points to a creator. It's fucking circular, self-fulfilling Terminator logic. So I said, if there's no reason to bring religion into science, then how can you argue, argue polystrate fossils as a reason for creation? Right? That's science, isn't yeah. it? Um, you do understand the difference between theory and scientific theory, right? And he says, polystrate fossils gives us a different understanding of time, blah, 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 blah. Oh, blah, blah, blah. Right. So he basically did not read what I wrote, is not going to take anything I said into the into the conversation. He's just going to continue straight down this path of, so is this I thing, know what I know. Is this still going or is it pretty no, much No, no. Uh, it has an end. And I think I was very, very nice about Let it, me, which is what, what is I want to get to. Um, let's see. Uh can you agree with me on the logic I am using here? And I responded, I can agree that you believe that what you are saying is true, even though it's not. <laughs> Did you read what I wrote earlier about polystrate fossils? Creationists agreed with scientists. Also, if the earth is 6,000 or so years old, why would there be fossils? That doesn't make sense. What else have you got to disprove scientists? And this is, this is where he started to piss me off, and there's only three left here. So I'm sorry if anybody got bored, but this is what I do in my free time. <laughs> Why the fuck I do this? I have no idea. And this is just... Because you, you you're know, not arguing about blue droids versus yellow droids. Exactly. Well, the blue <laughs> droids are the pilots. Um, but, like, this is, this is, you know, the meek shall inherit the earth. Yeah. This is not this dude. <laughs> sorry for the delayed response. We've been out feeding the homeless. I don't give a shit. What Good they, for you. That is feeding them to. That is very admirable. The lions, right? Because uh, yeah. can't feed them Christians anymore. I read your previous post and would have to say that I have been to the Jurassic Coast in Europe. I have seen horizontal stratification caused by shifting plates. Are you a fucking scientist? We would have to defy the law of gravity to get stratification any other way. No, not true. Blah, blah, blah. This is what killed it for me. Okay, the reason that fossils being less than 6,000 years old is not rational to you is because you believe it takes 10,000 years to make a fossil. I believe it takes maybe six months, 100 years to make a fossil. Yeah, 100 years. Bang one right out. Here's my response, which I actually. It only took me like like 15 minutes to think up. Okay, Zeke. I've enjoyed talking to you in the past, but it's clear that you are not open to any other ideas but the ones you have convinced yourself are true. 
If in the future you are able to have a constructive conversation or entertain other ideas and concepts, look me up. Until then, I just can't spend any more time on this nonsense. Sorry, I won't unfriend you, but lengthy responses will probably go unanswered. (laughs) You're going to tell me that fossils can be created in a hundred years? Go fuck yourself. You are... What's the phrase? Crazy? No, from the book. Oh, dumber than dog shit, stupid. Now, I know a little bit about his backstory and his history, and if he's listening, I, I... I'm only commenting on your stupid scientific ideas, not not you as a person. You're brainwashed by religion, okay? And it, maybe it had to do with the 12-step program that he may or may not have gone through. But 12-step programs are fucking religious brainwashing. Yeah. He is all in. All in for Jesus, which that's fucking great. But I don't see how you can function in the real world. Hey. Some people, it's Jesus. Some for me, C is for cookie. It's good good enough for me. me. C? Yeah. I prefer another word that starts with C. That weatherman said it. (laughs) Clouds. (laughs) You know, he's a nice guy. But it's the kind of conversation that you just can't continue. Well, that's the thing. It's it's it doesn't follow. He doesn't he doesn't it's not it's not a, a reply. And a response and because a response to it's that. Just, it's, it's just like true believers are true believers. That's it. You know, someone, Jesus, Jesus, someone loves broccoli. You're not going to tell them otherwise. I am totally broccoli. willing to have a conversation with someone and I can, I can take on the old identity of a believer that I had and I can have a conversation like that and I, and I will not be sarcastic. My um, I this person I had talked to him at one point, and I said, "Religion aside, what? Why are you against gays getting married? Take the Bible out of it. Go with the law, and tell me why. Well, because Jesus said so. Fuck you. Just fuck you. <laughs> if I could punch people through the internet, I would have hit him. Yeah, and that's all hyperbole and joking. Because he's a nice guy." I think he's just, he's like those stormtroopers on Tatooine. I won't say it, but you could say it. I'm not going to say anything. You're not going to say the force has a, has a strong influence on the weak-minded? Just, you know, I'll, I'm just, you know, I did all my spewing last week about here, animals. <laughs> here's his I response back to me. I understand and will refrain from responding to your post after this post. I will still pray for you. And will respond to any request you make to me. God bless you and your family. Peace and grace to you. Great. Pray for me. Why don't you just do yeah. nothing? Because it's the same fucking thing. Yeah. Hey, here's an idea. Instead of praying for me, read a fucking book that doesn't start with Genesis. Well, that brings you to Phil Collins and Susudio. One of the better albums. Yeah. By Genesis. Must all right. Should, um, should we just stop here? You got we something? Take a break. I gotta relax. Yeah, but that's that's the kind. I had just had <laughs> enough Clearly. of that. Like I can go on and on and on, and I can have I can have I think conversations. It was me talking about SeaWorld. that last that last a hundred a <laughs> hundred responses, two hundred responses, and I can talk to people about anything, but fossils being created in a hundred years, not even under the best conditions. 
We'll be right back. Force and Mr. Chris to tell you a little bit about outside the cinema. All right, Reverend Scott, take us to church. Uh, What can we expect to find from a typical show? Two hours of just random blabber. (laughs) Uh, Is there anyone's coattails you wrote in on to popularity? I'm the guy that fucking burns the coattails and then pisses on them. You review all these exploitation, horror, comedy, cult, and often all around terrible movies. You must have a strong driving force that keeps you going. Ego. <laughs> I don't know if I've heard you say that before. Uh, yeah, I've been saying that for a while. Really? I have been saying that for a while. Also, I'm high on smack. Well, it's definitely working for you guys. Yeah. People are coming out in droves to support you on iTunes. We just the other day got a, a, a one-star review on iTunes. Well, that is one That is one star too many. <laughs> Let me tell you. The worst fucking piece of shit I've ever heard. This has been great, guys. Thanks, God. Ugh. That was good. Oh, he's got you crying over there. I'm good for the rest of the year. Nice. That was too much. Are you tired of film podcasts where the hosts exist in a constant, blissful state of agreement? I mean, the main the main characters are two of the dullest main characters I have ever encountered in any film. Well, you're in luck. Let me introduce you to Chinstroker and Punter. One is an ex-film student with a penchant for David Lynch and art cinema. The other is a man on the street. Listen in perplexed and horrified terror as we tear apart one film a week. It just really is. It's isn't. not visually striking. No. Just, just getting confirmation. It's just in English. That's the third time, though. I mean, am I, is this on? You can find us at chinstrokerversuspunter.podomatic.com. So come and share the victory. If you could fuck any man in film, who would it be and why? My answer is Lance Henriksen. Oh. You, he wouldn't tell. He looks like somebody. <laughs> He looks like somebody who can keep a secret.
animals. Yeah. Fuck them and kill them. Yeah, you really did legit shit on that. <laughs> and I started recording that at the That's perfect fine. point. Because does that actually start at fuck them and kill them? Probably. That can go anywhere. Yeah. Perfect. Good. You're gonna, you want me to, like, you know, can I read this one first? Get it go out ahead. Go ahead. All right, great. So we have some feedback here. The subject is uh, called feedback. And that's, it is that's a good one. It is from Rich. Nice. And it is a lot. Hi guys. Or hello guys. Fun show as always. I'm Thank glad you. Chris's return to the theater went well. Interesting to hear the discussion on Whitney Houston. My view, it's a distraction. To mm. me, she is no different than anyone else who wastes their life on drugs. I've done my fair share of drugs. Mm-hmm. Everyone their fair share. Everyone gets their shot. So that's what Obama's <laughs> talking about. Exactly. I, yeah, I already had my fair share. All so right. I'm done. Uh, in fact, there's a 48-hour LSD angel dust and weeded fueled, weed-fueled bender. I and a couple of friends went on that were still trying to piece together 15 years after the fact. <laughs> the only things we know for sure is that we dropped more than $100 at White Castle in one sitting. Damn. An old guy at the local 7-Eleven still looks at us funny. But we grew up, as do most of us. We grow up, we have bills to pay. So the idea of being out of control of our own heads for hours on end loses its appeal quickly, especially <laughs> when you have kids. For people who choose to waste their lives as such, and especially those with a modicum of talent and who manage to do well for themselves, I say fuck them. If the stars ever aligned such that my gifts allowed me to excel in this world, I wouldn't waste the opportunity on fucking cocaine. Mm. You could snort it. Um, I would do anything and everything I could to help those I love make better lives for themselves. I have to wonder about people who get all worked up over the deaths of people they never met. Yeah. I'm a Pink Floyd fan, and you guys, and like you guys, I love George Carlin. Mm. But when Rick Wright from Floyd died, when George died, I didn't take off work. I said to myself, oh, that's sad, and went the fuck on with my life. <laughs> these oddballs would go over the top. These celebrity deaths culminated, I think, when Princess Diana merged with that concrete <laughs> pillar. Sad, yeah, but I didn't know her. I have family and friends who need my attention. If someone had paid me multiple millions of dollars for some reason, well, I'm sure I would have taken care of myself with a nice car and house. Beyond securing my future, my family and friends would be taken care of. Hmm. Anyway, it's a weird phenomenon, and I think it indicates highly misplaced priorities. When I'm on my deathbed, I'm not going to regret not grieving enough for Whitney Houston. I will regret lost time with my loved ones. Yeah. Seems Frank is taking some shit for his stance on animals and zoos. <laughs> Personally, I, uh, hold on, hold on. Before you continue, I wash my hands of this section. Hey. I'm <laughs> Personally, I'm not a big fan of zoos because I don't like the idea of caging things. But I do believe in eating animals. We're I, get, I can agree f- with that. We're at the top of the food chain, and damn it, they taste good. Well, until we get in the water. <laughs> Whenever I see all a, that goes to hell. Whenever I see a new animal on Discovery Channel, I wonder how it tastes <laughs> boiled with Livernese liver liver, I don't know what that is. Livernese sauce. They recently pulled up some giant sized shrimp near Japan. I wanted to kebab kebab those fuckers <laughs> and grill them. I don't even get a critical get critical of different societies that eat animals we might consider more pets than food mm. my old dog probably would have tasted good cooked up with some tomato sauce on a tortilla or two and cats well they're predators themselves and would eat us in a second if they were bigger than us fuck that if we died in a house and nobody else knew it cats would eat us <laughs> so would most of those caged animals at the very least they'd kick us in the balls if we let them out 
Pets are fun, but by and large, animals tend to be pricks, and they eat each other like mad when left to their own devices. Damn, that's soda. That's harsh, but I mean, can you argue that soda lesbians? Oh, come on! So let's eat them. <laughs> Perfect. No apologies needed, and it helps them too. Uh, it was only when buffalo were going extinct and people realized there'd be no more buffalo burgers that private ranchers <laughs> brought them back via breeding, and the government passed some laws to protect them. Mm. The animals who tend to stick around because uh, the animals we eat tend to stick around because we want to keep eating them. I have a friend who has a psychosis about the sheer amount of chickens in the world. And why are there so many? Because they taste good. You know, buffalo meat is fucking succulent. That is awesome. I had some burgers. Yeah, it's pretty good. Pretty good. Uh, I just had to say that before you continued on about the chicken fucking. Chickens, why are there so many? Oh, because they're so good. Uh, Because they taste good. There are literally billions up billions of chickens in existence at any given moment. Check the wiki to see how many are raised every year. It's so many you wonder why they haven't revolted yet, and certainly <laughs> they certainly have the advantage of numbers. Hmm. Lastly on animals, I have to say the idea of going to an aquarium and seeing Frank swimming around in a pool occasionally surfacing to knock back macro like shots of jd is kind of hilarious if SeaWorld had that display i'd go i'd pay too <laughs> as for the republicans in porn it's because of abortion the old right that i tend to align with didn't give me much of didn't give much of a shit and truly wanted a smaller government sure mm. they were conservative but conservative like me and that i want people to do what they need to do to be happy but leave me out of it I don't want to know what this is all about. Get a room for everything. Unfortunately, once Roe v. Wade hit, the evangelicals took over the party. Yeah. Their main goal. That's when it all went to shit. Yeah. Their main goal has always been to get the presidency so he could appoint conservative judges to overturn that one court decision. Fetus empowerment is the main power driver. I'm sorry. It's the main driver behind the corruption of the whole right wing from something that once stood for reasonable ideology Excuse me, into this farce we have now. The social agenda started with wanting to overturn Roe and the rest of it bled into the platform until a once basically libertarian party turned into a big government party populated by fascist prudes who hypocritically still use the rhetoric of small government while gladly promoting laws that would require massive government with the power to violate every civil liberty known to man. As for Newt Gingrich, he's an alien. No one with a head that big can be human. One day he's going to croak and his face is going to unfold like that guy from the first Men in Black movie. <laughs> Only instead of a lovable alien, it'll be a three-inch prick bitching and moaning about all the fall about the fall of civilization and morality. An actual he, scrotum. Well, he bones his harem. Honestly, how the hell does this guy like New take a moral stance on anything mm-hmm. except as an example of what not to do? Yeah. Which would include his haircut. Looks like someone draped a chihuahua over a fishbowl for shape and then vacuum sealed it to his head oh all the best as always to you for you and your family's rich nice not bad yeah i'm glad there's a lot less of the uh the animal stuff of course that one's not gonna help yeah well that's okay animals are tasty and uh, i use animal planet as a shopping network there you go so um we got voicemail yeah let's see what we got all right Hi, Demise. I had to call in. I was just catching up as usual, and I was listening to the segment where you were guys, the guy was talking about his 
daughter possibly be impregnant and convincing her not to have an abortion and all that. And, you know, I'm all fine with, with being against that as far as, you know, any guy can try and convince his daughter, whatever. But, you know, if she wants to do what she wants to do, it's none of his damn business. And that's really what it comes down to. But I'm actually calling to bitch because I adore you guys. But all those comments about it being Freddy Krueger's baby or a rapist baby and stuff, I mean, that's just horrible things to say about a child that might be chosen to stay in this world. And uh, no matter what happened to that that woman, how she raises the child afterwards is what really matters. And I know you guys weren't intended any harm, but man, it was just burning me. It was just like, really? Really? You know, it's, it's like putting a stigma on a kid that's not even in this world yet. So for whatever happens beforehand, I think we still need to be careful about how we talk about the child after the fact, you know, because there are women who have been raped and probably have chosen or had to keep their child. And so did they have to go through that whole life thinking about it as that's a rapist kid, you know, and and most laws would not allow somebody like that. There would be near children again, let alone raise the children that they, they created through a violent act. So most states protect for that kind of thing. But anyway, that's just my thought. I, I agree with you guys most of the time, but every now and then some of the, the vitriol on the side gets just painful to listen to because, you know, emotions get carried away and you say things that maybe sound different than you intended. So no hate. It's all about love. I just wanted to let you know that that's how it came across to at least one of your one or ten or 20,000 listeners. Whatever. <laughs> Bye. There's 12. There's 12 listeners. Pretty much. And Pretty two much of them are in the 12. room right here. Exactly. Now, to... To be totally honest, I mean, a lot of the the everything we do is like stream of consciousness, except just, the the reading. And um, I don't remember a lot of it. No, people will 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 call back on stuff, and I'll be like, ah, uh, shit. Yeah. Now I am willing to bet in that situation, I used humor to try and not get absolutely fucking depressed. I don't remember the situation at all. But I uh, was to, it a story to, about a woman who was raped a girl who was raped and her father was convincing her to try and keep the kid was that it i can't i, I can't i can't be 100 percent sure i'd have to go back and check the notes um but i mean i mean let's face it if if you are raped and your religion or your your family um for whatever reason um forces you because you're underage and they can say what you know you have the baby there's a chance that you can you can overcome it, and you can definitely you know the, the child could never know and grow up happy and healthy and be in a great family. But then there's also a good chance that the mother can resent the child because it represents a physical manifestation, a reminder every day of what happened to her. So I think we tried to use humor to say that. Yeah, we'll go with that by saying a Freddy Krueger baby. <laughs> he was the bastard child of a thousand, a thousand. maniacs, right? So pop culture references take the edge off. So I was not trying to minimize or 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 make fun of rape because I swear to God if I ever see that happen and somebody's getting killed. All right, so we're gonna turn this to something a little lighter. You this sure? Email is uh, subject is birth control controversy slash Terry Shivo parallels. This how can this be anything but hilarious? Interesting. I saw an article somewhere comparing. Birth control, the birth control nonsense to the Terry Shivo controversy. And that reminded me of something I saw at the time that is thankfully still around. Terry's blog. This is 
All right. So there it is. sample entries are uh, blank. Uh, yeah, funny. Um, the real gold lies in the comments. Simon Syphilis said, hey, can I come by and fuck your motion of still alive body? Because I have a thing for necrophilia, but since that's illegal, fucking a quadriplegic is as close as I can get. Anonymous said, I'd like to fuck the hole that is the feeding tube was in and bust my nut right in her stomach. Why, why did this get? You're welcome, Reverend Scott. Maybe I'll offer some intelligent discourse on the subject. <laughs> but at this moment, I was in the mood for a little entrapment. Keep up the good work with the show. This little uh, nugget was from uh, Dustin. <laughs> wow. Now I've got those things to come back at me in a... These blog posts are fucking terrible. Yeah, one of them has 488 comments. Wow, and it's that's that's the that's the fucking blog post. Kind of fucked. The title is yeah, 488 comments. Yeah. All right. We have another voicemail, or should I just read this next email? Oh man, I remember when this was going on, and I just really tried to ignore it because the the Republican side was trying to use it as 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 like a, a political point they politicized this family's pain and it was fucking disgusting anyway uh well, let me do a voicemail here right is that what you said no yeah we are i wasn't really listening all right here we go oh shit it's gonna open in itunes but whatever damn it fucking double clicking pen on my Man. goddamn tablet which i had to reset today because it wasn't getting power for some reason Where i don't know what the fuck screen, was Max. going on there all right, here we go. Hey guys, it's Dustin. I uh, haven't called in uh, before. I did send an email uh, a while back about talking about how soon we're likely to find a, an inhabitable, um, inhabitable oh, right, uh, right. planet with possible alien life. I sent an email detailing that, but I haven't uh, sent any, uh, contacted you yet about an um, issue. And I, I've noticed, I, I think that, I think the GOP base, you know, in a time like this, you know, with the economy slowly getting better, even if they don't don't want to admit it, but it's still, you know, bad, and, and it could take another turn. You know, it could take another turn back for the worst. You know, I think the, um, the reason the GOP base isn't demanding of the, you know, their politicians to, you know, focus on real issues is, well, um, what I was trying to lead into was, you ever notice how, there, you know, there's a trend. Uh, even if, if uh, you know your average everyday, you know, working Republican thinks the birth control thing is a waste of time, he won't. He thinks the birth control brouhaha is a waste of time. He won't come out and say what is wrong with these idiots. You know, there's more important things to worry about. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, not well, not so much that, but you know, there is just this uh, culture. You know, maybe not um, in regards to that issue, but there's just this culture where the conservative is less likely to, um, you know, insult a, a GOP politician, less likely to really hate a GOP politician. And um, there's this groupthink mentality that I think it, um, started with heart. Um, it started with hardcore Christians and fundamentalists, but. That's just what I've noticed. If you ever notice, like when a, um, a Republican screws um, screws up, I mean a Democrat screws up in a moral issue or something like that, you know the you know, the comics, the, the talking heads, um, if not outright, they try to subtly imply that all Democrats and by extension their base are like that. And but oh, when yeah. a Republican screws up, it seems like Democrats, you know, Democrats just point and laugh. You know, they say, well, you know, and if a Democrat screws up, the you know, no Democrats will say, well, hey. 
I, I didn't do it. You know, so, yeah. but it's also, I think that just kind of stems from the way, uh, you know, all politicians, you, well, to put it another way, Pat Robertson definitely thinks that Catholics are going to hell, but hmm. he promoted the Passion of the Christ and the 700 Club. <laughs> you know, it's like um, an us-against-them mentality that, you know, we have to yeah. squash any dissent within the ranks to turn our focus towards the enemy on the outside. That's just something I've, I've noticed. Um, yeah, uh, it, it just seems like Republicans are less, li- are less likely to think of... You know, a Republican politician is, you know, acting stupid. That's just what I've noticed. Oh, by the way, Frank, um, uh, usually around the time, you know, um, I don't get it, you know, <laughs> that wasn't an attempt to be a fair approximation of your voice, but that's usually what you're saying. Uh, <laughs> just remember, some of us, you know, listen to the show here, but, you know, and, uh, okay. But other than that, you guys are both doing a great job on the show. Okay, bye. Okay, well, I apologize for this week. I'm going to level it as best I can, but there's a lot of yelling. Yeah, you know, you know what you it know. is about about the Republicans, though. If you don't toe the party line, you're dead to them. With the Democrats, it's like, hey, Weiner's taking Weiner yeah. shots. It's like, fuck that guy, get him He's out of doomed. here. Yeah, we uh. Democrats are a lot more likely to eat their own than than uh, than the Republicans are because you know what I think. I think they want the best people that they can get in the job. And if somebody yeah. fucks up, you're out. You're the weakest link. Let's get somebody else in here. Republicans, it's like it's like Red Rover. And they're like, they have like carbon fiber, fiberglass fucking steel shit holding them together. <laughs> Can't break through that. All right. Our next one is uh, from Dustin. Dustin was very busy this nice. week. Uh, this is called Gay Marriage. Dear Chris and Frank. I am appalled at your stance on gay marriage. I mean, a man and a man getting married is just grody. Grody. If God wanted a man to have intercourse with another man, he would have given him the ability and desire to do so. If men start marrying men, what's next? Dogs? A man marrying a dog? That's absurd. It's unnatural. Calm down, Rick. I want to know how long it would, how long it will be until men can marry dogs. A man marrying a woman is a beautiful thing. Beautiful like the suki smooth coat of a chocolate lab. Just barely obscuring the defined leg muscles and accentuates its deep, innocent gaze. Gaze that says, I love you, and I want to make you happy in any way I can, master. What lovely creatures. So, yes, gay marriage. It's unnatural. P.S. You know, wait, wait, wait. You know what this week's show is? What? Wait till Reverend Scott gets a hold of this. That's what this week's feedback is. is. P.S. I'm sick of hearing about gay marriage. Honestly, I think we should just remove marriage from the law entirely. Then it becomes a non-issue. Christians Mm. can marry Christians. Gays can marry gays. Everyone can do their own thing. But we can't change it now because the powers powers that be had a vested interest in the family unit in the past. And far be it from us to question tradition now, especially with all the tax breaks that some may call social engineering, keeping people in line through their wallets. Mm. Good point. Yeah, that is. Question for you, because you seem to know more about the law and political, like, whatever. If you have to create an amendment to the Constitution, Mm -hmm. that basically changes how the Constitution works, right? So if you add an amendment that says slavery is no longer allowed, Uh does that mean that slavery was allowed beforehand? Because it's not expressly prohibited? Well, 
You know where I'm going with this. Yeah. Okay. Um, well, let's just get there and we'll answer that real question. So if, if states make amendments to their own constitutions that, that ban gay marriage, doesn't that mean they had the right to do it in the first place? In a semantic sort of sense. I figured. I mean, but, but the thing is, I mean... I'm sure if that's that like, was the I mean, case, some really like, smart lawyer would know, have done that already. You know, Lily, who told you to jump on the bed? Well, you didn't tell me not to. Right. Okay. Yeah. But I mean, if 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 I can marry someone and you can marry someone, w- w- there's nothing in the law that says that. I mean, other people are doing this it. This is true. So you, you're, you're. Yeah, there's nothing. If there's nothing in there that equals says. Consent. And that, that's the thing. I think it's people want to define what marriage is. And that's, now, all of a sudden, yeah, now all, because gay right. people want to get married. Well, because it wasn't it wasn't back when 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 interracial marriage was a huge fucking problem. And right. oh, look, that's that's ruined society. Because gave, gave us our president, because, by the way, because this affects money. It's fucking it idiotic. It's all about money. I, you know, I love money and I hate it at the same that's time. I love money. my money, but I hate fucking political money. You know, I. Went because um, I brought my dad to the doctor, and then on the way home, he wanted me to stop so I could get him a newspaper. Mm. But instead, he asked me to get him the Herald. So oh, that's um, too bad. Um, so you just gave him a roll of toilet paper. You know. and said, "Here you go." So um, I was kind of that's a local for joke for yeah. people. That's, I uh, the, I was the, looking through it. I was waiting on, to let, pay. Let me just, the the Herald is like a step away from the National Enquirer, written by yeah. Fox News. Yeah. So, just to yeah. give everybody but a big an idea. reason to read the Herald is because uh, it's got that. It's like the New York Post. It folds sort of really opens well. Open, yeah. You know, but should your main reason for reading a paper be? Ah, it's just easier to fold. Well, okay. yeah, whatever. I, but anyway, yeah. so um, I noticed the story about the Republicans and the Scott Brown folks giving liz warren shit for going to hollywood as a fundraiser and they fired back saying yeah. that oh well he goes to florida and gets money from all these other people and what blah, rubio blah. and those guys yeah so yeah um you go but, where your base is well What's no the problem but, but but you know what here's the thing i mean but him going to florida he's running a massachusetts senate campaign <laughs> yeah. okay she's going to california for a massachusetts senate campaign that's bullshit so i was that sort of sitting around point. today yeah. thinking about let's take money out of politics absolutely i've been saying that let's since take, let, we let, started let's, talking about it let, let's take it out okay yeah. and here's what and, and but then the question is well how do people get get the word out mm-hmm. okay i would stop with bumper stickers i would stop with the signs anything that costs money yeah okay yeah um or you get a you get you get a small amount of money that comes out of taxes right okay? right right you right. get x amount of dollars you, yes. you can't get you can't get ten thousand right you can't, <laughs> if people want to express themselves because they say that, oh, you know, political contributions are a form of free speech. Mm, that's still you know being what? challenged too, which is good. Exactly. But you know what? You want to you wanna say you endorse a candidate? Talk mm. about all you want. Yeah. Do whatever the fuck you want. All right? TV time, because that shit's expensive too. You know what? Um, you get X number through the whole campaign thing. Of what? Of uh, of, of like like ads. minutes on TV. Yes. Okay. 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 I and also think that the campaign season should be more like England, like four months. That's it. The debates should be should be um, just just 
non-profit tax write-off for whatever station holds it. No, yeah, exactly. And it that's should it. be it you, you know what? No, 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 not two. even a ta- not even that's a tax it. write-off. Well, you got to give them an incentive to want to take their Fuck that. No, their, you don't. You know no, why? No, 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 wait, wait, wait. Let me finish my sentence. You have to give them a reason to not show Family Guy and get ad revenue. Well, you know what? That's what I'm saying. Well, you know what? Here's the thing. Oh, um, every station shows it, right? Every station shows it. All right, all right. That's, you know fair, why? that's fair. Do you know why? Because they're licensed by the FCC. Yeah. Okay. Oh, but then that's the government telling people what to do. No, it's the so government. So libertarians no, don't run. It's, no, it's it's the <laughs> government saying, hey, you know what? You're, we, 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 we allow you to do this, but you have a responsibility. Okay, like okay? a social responsibility. It's a social yeah. responsibility that as a broadcaster, okay. you'll do X number of of. of of debates and it and it would honestly be like six hours a year yeah every right. every election cycle and then and everybody's got to do it cable tv too yeah all right yeah so and then that's it in fact i would say get rid of tv commercials for for that mm. okay yeah and then that's it yeah all right negative ads you post a negative ad all right mm. you don't get to run you're fired yeah libel or slander yes exactly yeah if you're gonna break the law now what the hell are you gonna do later right so and okay and that's that's the way everybody follows the same fucking rules at that point then it's a lot easier for people uh, like us to get out there and say hey these are my ideas exactly and you know i'm not the heir to the heinz uh you know ketchup fucking right. fortune or you know it still amazes me that Romney worked for a company that broke Batman's back. Yeah. Bane, come on. So, um, yeah, and that, and just, just take the money out of it. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Because that's what's fucking it up. But you know why that will never, ever, ever, ever happen? Because the people that donate the money get favors later on exactly. and they get more money back. So it's a cyclical thing. Right. Government is used to enrich the people that support government yeah it's all about fucked up it's all about money it's fucked up i've said it before a hundred times or 183 times what's this episode 184 184 184 yeah so uh, in reality probably 160 times yeah right that because we were all pop culture to start with take a take a social issue take any issue you you carve it down enough you're gonna find the dollar sign i would be i would be very happy if the debates could be discussed with personal belief off the table and just just in light of the constitution and the law of the land not your fucking fairy tales Uh, do you believe in evolution should not be a fucking question that's asked because first it's going to make all of those idiots look stupid when they say no yeah. It just it doesn't belong there. And it also it it takes away from like I'll tell you the bit of the debates that I've seen mm, I, I just stopped. What I, are we on 20? I haven't seen shit about jobs creation. They don't mention it. They don't mention it. Oh, and, the economy and will get better the, when we're back to family values. The, how the what? fuck does that make sense? The Republicans haven't proposed a single jobs bill. No, they haven't. And it's Assholes. been it's been a year that they've been in control of um of um the house. So, we have any more voicemail? It's all bullshit. Yeah, we got one more. All right. Because I'm done with email. All right, let's see what we got here. Glad we're still recording. It's, it's going well. All right, it's going to be tricky to see if I can explain this right without sounding like a dork. <laughs> um, Good luck. 
I know <laughs> what it feels like to be a parent and to unleash your kid into what we know was a very hard, potentially cruel environment of school um, that can be just downright vicious and things can go on that parents never hear about. And of course we hear from the schools all the time, get involved, get involved, get involved. Well, it's not like back in the day where you join the PTA or, no offense to Frank, you become a classroom parent and, mm. and you learn it's everything It's easy for you because you, you get a small town. You have to be in that school all the time. You, I've had things where I wanted to come in and talk to a teacher and walk in and half the school's there to talk to me about my kid and tell me about my kid and what won't work with my kid instead of just having a heart-to-heart with the teacher. And so you kind of have to just go in the school all the time. Walk your kids to school. They'll get used to it. It won't be a big deal. It won't be a stigma go in, visit with everybody, visit the teachers, see how they're doing, just constantly be in there, make it normal for you to be walking down the halls and walking into their rooms and get involved that way. You don't want it to become an issue where, and and Chris is, I I adore you, but I'm so worried that you're just going to become so angry about something that goes out of whack. Oh, I'm already angry. It's just going to taint your relationship with your school forever because no matter what, something's going to go south with your kids at some point. It's only five years. Your kids are going to do something wrong. (laughs) <laughs> or something wrong is going to happen to them. And, yeah, you got to go in there like a papa bear and tear them up. But then oh, you've got to repair those relationships, me. too. Because if your kids are going to stay in the system, um, you've got to build that relationship. And they need to know that you're just there all the time. You're not there to support their PTA or raise money for their playgrounds. Although you might do some of that. You're there to assure that your kids get the education you want them to get. So I totally agree with Frank. You've got to get involved. I just think the level of involvement is different now. Because despite what schools say, sometimes they really don't want you around because you start telling them what to do and what's right and wrong. But if you become a part of the environment, then it's just normal for you to be there and they learn about you as much as you learn about them. And so they listen to you as much as you start to listen to them. Mm. So, Anyways, that's my personal opinion, having raised three kids through some horrific situations. Two of them went through the entire system. One is graduated. Uh, She had to live through the stigma of her older sister. Her older sister did not make it through the system. And our youngest, Boo Man, is actually being homeschooled right now um, because things went south so bad. So, you know, you got to do what you got (laughs) to do for your children. I wish I had homeschooled them until they were seventh grade. I really wish I had. I just didn't have the ability. I wasn't that capable. So, anyways, I'll stop ranting. Education's a big deal. Uh, I'd love to chat about it with anybody anytime. But I'll stop ranting on your show and (laughs) bid you good day. Bye-bye. Well, drive safe uh, as you bye. record. Yeah, I know, huh? Yeah, I, no, I, I could hear a, her blinker. <laughs> I'm a I'm a I'm a fixture in No, I, in I the talk school. big, but you know, you know how I am around people off the show. I, yeah. I I'm very gracious and I'm willing to talk to anybody as we've seen with people I've trained in the booth. <laughs> I will give anybody time, but when you cross that line, like like if if Back but the, back when I was little, I was segregated from the class. Uh, teachers didn't know how to handle me. I was, I, I read the book like the week I got it. You know, science book, bang, done. History book, yeah. done. And because I love to read, and I just they were they were moving at a snail's pace, and I was bored. And there was nothing more advanced than yeah. what I was in, and the teachers didn't know what to do with me. So the school suggested I go into therapy. Wrong fucking idea. Okay. So I know. I picture your dad responding to that. Oh, they just like, fuck it. We'll just do it. And then I, I went to group therapy and that was for fucking sociopaths and bullies. Uh, I lasted two weeks. 
the two sessions. <laughs> I killed those right? motherfuckers. The the therapists all said there's there's nothing wrong with him. He's just super fucking smart for his age. Not I'm not bragging. I'm actually like saying that's what they yeah. said. They said he's bored in school. He's not hyperactive. He's just fucking bored. And now you're at the perfect intellectual age for a fourth grader. I am. I'm doing all right, as evidenced <laughs> on the show and the argument I get in with people that don't fucking matter, right? <laughs> um but I, I know I know the language that the teachers use when they're trying to say something when they when they, they, they're afraid to come out and say what yeah. they're saying. And I know my girls are smart because we're teaching them as much as we possibly yeah. can without sitting them down and being here's some flashcards, you know, like the right. parenthood movie type thing, you yeah. know, and, and all that. But it's like every experience is a learning experience, whether it's behavior out in public or how to interact socially with other people or you know who who that dude is on the dc yeah. cartoon you know there's one scene in the thing where there's a guy behind bruce wayne and he's talking and he's got a spanish accent and um they, they have a little conversation it's not out yet by the way that, that we watched and um he turns this thing on his wrist and ripley goes oh no it's bane <laughs> like fucking awesome and then another guy another character shows up and um I, I we were talking about the characters that are in it. And I'm like, who's the guy? Who's the green guy? And they said Green Lantern. I said, well, yeah, but who's the guy with green skin? And Nova says, oh, that's Martian Manhunter. <laughs> but it's like that. It's like we we teach them when we watch the the Studio Ghibli stuff. We talk about Japan and how that's different, and yeah. you know how the houses have sliding doors, and it's all you know things are a little different, but they're the same as here because families and whatever you talk about how disappointing ponyo was? shut the fuck up we talk about um in spirited away there's um there's a character who thinks that he can pay people to get them to like him so we talked about what real friendship is and stuff like that and mitt romney's in that movie actually we talk there's uh there's this other big sludgy looking they called it a stink monster it's like they, oh, it's they newt gingrich pretty much um so he goes into into the bathhouse into one of the big things and and uh sen or chihiro depending on what you want to call her she finds out uh, a handlebar from a bike sticking out the side of the thing and it's disgusting and it's like slobber and goo all over the place and everything and they pull and and it's all this shit that was on the bottom of a riverbed like nets and rope and yeah. junk and they pull it out and when they finish this mask rises up out of the clear water and it's a river spirit that they helped clean. And so we talked about pollution and you don't throw your trash in the water and it just, you, you know, yeah. and I'm saying this for the benefit of everybody listening to show that I'm not like a, you know, fucking <laughs> bully that's going to walk into the elementary school and kick the door down and go, how dare you? And there are learning opportunities every second of the day. Yeah. And all you have to do is take advantage of them. Yeah. And your kids, before they get into school, and correct me if I'm wrong, but this is through my experience of four years so far, they are as smart as you will let them be. Yeah. And that's it. Yeah, I'm, I, 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 I'm like a fixture in that school. I'm going to try because you, you know yeah. how close the school yeah. is over here. One of us can be there every day. And I'm friendly. Once people yeah. get to know me and they're not fucking terrified of me, I'm friendly and nice. And I mean, how bad is my kid going to be in first grade? Either of them. They're not going to be monsters, I guarantee you. 
one of them will punch a punch a boy. I'm just really curious to see if they keep them together. Well, in preschool they're going to. Yeah. And in this school actually they're they're a lot better with that than um hmm. than other places yeah. that we've we've talked about on the show. Um so but you know, eventually they're they're right now they're you can tell they're realizing that they're individual people and they don't always need to agree or yeah. be together because they've started hitting each other now and then. Oh good. And that's just that's I mean it's I think that's a little bit late because they're almost four. Yeah. But it's gonna happen. They're testing the boundaries. Yeah. So that's fine. You know, one of them hits one, the next day the other one hits one, they both realize I don't fucking like that. <laughs> so you don't Bitch, do I'll it. I'll knock you down. Exactly. Well Ripley's Ripley's bigger. She will yeah. knock the other one down. <laughs> a stiff breeze knocked Nova down one day. <laughs> I swear, no, I'm not even joking. Like, she was standing in the driveway with her hood on, the hood caught the wind, and it just <laughs> knocked her down backwards. That's and she was like, what the fuck? <laughs> Willowy doesn't even begin to describe her. That's awesome. She, when we came back from Vegas, and I felt so bad about this because I turned my back on her for a second to open the door, she had her backpack on, and it had a whole bunch of stuff in it, and she climbed up the stairs. She was so tired. She got two steps up. And the weight of the backpack pulled her back. Oh, shit. And she landed on the backpack. Her head didn't hit the rocks yeah. or anything. It scared her more than anything. Yeah. And then, you know, we just laughed about it. And <laughs> Hey, turtle. Exactly. Can you get up? That's funny. But, it, yeah, you know, she was tired from the trip and all yeah. that stuff. And it's like, that's how, that's how you've seen her. That's how thin yeah. and, like, wispy she yeah. is. She's, like, not even there. Yeah. Like, her and Cole, I think, kind of share a body type. <laughs> So Cole, that kid is so damn small. But today, <laughs> today I saw him. Now, you know, there's like that intersection near my house where there's like town hall. Yeah, and you go down a little bit, um, and then you get to my driveway. Right. right. So you're going kind of away from the center of town. Yeah. Toward my house, back toward almost like going back toward 95. Right. So that stretch from the corner to where my driveway is probably. I don't know. I, I'm not. I would it. say 250 feet, maybe. Maybe. Roughly. Maybe a little bit more than that. Yeah. No more than five. No. So Olivia was on her bike. Mm. All right. And they had crossed the street. They waited for the light to change. They both, I was walking with the baby. Mm. And um, Olivia took off on her bike and Cole ran. Okay. Okay. He caught up with her. Passed her for a little bit, like Uh was ahead of her a little bit. Nice. Before, you know, she pulled ahead. Nice. And I figured he'd be he'd be fast. Oh my God. And I I I said to her later, I'm like, so did you let it? She's like, Dad, no. I I could keep up for a second until I really got going. Well, that's a good thing. Like he doesn't have a lot of weight that he has to carry. Yeah. So he could be he's very quick. Bullet. Yeah, he's very, very fast. Nice. He's fast. Meanwhile, me, on the other hand, I'm like a fucking tank in the bamboo forest. Uh, Everybody get out of my way. I've actually, I'm actually looking forward to playing some tennis this summer. I've, oh, yeah? I'm, I'm on some new drugs. I've been feeling Are they working good. now? Because they were. Yeah, because the week. first week it was like the old shit leaving and the new yeah, shit ticking yeah. up. I was just like, this is so horrible. <laughs> but um, but yeah, it's, it's better. I mean, I'm good. not like totally 100% comfortable, but I'm certainly... 
more better than the other medicines. Yeah, that's good. So that's good. That's and fun. I, the I, fifty degree weather for the last two days probably was pretty nice yeah. for you too. Although it was surprising that we ran out of oil the other day. So oh, we sucked. did that too. That sucked. Oh, because I thought I'd have another. Because it's week. so nice. You're like, well, I'm not turning it on. Yeah, exactly. Why do I have? To? I thought I had another week. But it runs every time you run the hot water. It has to maintain a no, temperature not us. in the boiler. No, ours. Oh, really? No, we have gas for. Oh, ours is our heat and the hot water is all connected. Oh, that sucks. Yeah. It's 37. It says it's going to snow. Yeah, they said we're going to get a little flurry. Yeah, then it's going to be 43, 45, and then uh, Monday, Tuesday, 48. Yeah. And then it'll be March. Yeah. And then winter is over. I was, I don't I don't care what the solstice says or whatever. March, March is spring. I don't know. The March gets pretty nasty sometimes. Oh, it can be. We had... Um, massive snowstorm in april once yeah fuck that shit it's actually snowed on my girl's birthday the, the day they were born it snowed for like a half hour once they were in the nursery yeah, yeah. so that's the 12th so anyway uh anyway invita- invitations were mailed out so okay you should get that soon i spelled i didn't i didn't do the spelling on this one so uh birthday is spelled correctly this year <laughs> i remember that that fuck was funny. brith day happy brith day brith brith the day fuck everybody remembers that oh really everybody remembers because <laughs> i'm such a fucking stuff. stickler for that shit so uh reverend scott is a lazy lazy asshole <laughs> Last rites with Reverend Scott. <laughs> this week we're going to do things a little bit differently. We're going to turn the tables on scott we're going to start off with some questions about the recent republican debate that he attended now what most people don't know is that each republican debate has a subtitle that only the gop knows about uh so people in attendance actually can find out but it's pretty much a a well-guarded secret there's non-disclosure agreements and stuff but scott managed to get away with not signing one so scott what was the subtitle for this debate something along the lines of the wild wonderful world of whites or something along those lines Wow. Okay. How <laughs> all pretext is gone. It's just straight up racism now, I guess. So what was your overall impression of the, of the whole show that they put on? It's like awe-inspiring. And I'm correct in assuming that uh, Rick Santorum is your guy. He's your, your main choice, your candidate. You are behind him 100%. Absolutely. So they're filming uh, for a documentary, uh, just in case Santorum wins. What, um, what, what kind of people were they talking to? And... Um, were they were they like top notch cream of the crop? I imagine he would want to show his base in the best possible light. So who'd they get to talk to the camera? Um, so one woman uh, is pregnant and has her baby, and is talking to the camera about how she needs to change her ways. You know, you know, I mean, you know, like basically she needs to change things up because of the baby, obviously. Um, and that was shortly uh, before she goes and uh, crushes up some pills and snorts them in the uh, in the room with the baby. That is absolutely horrific. And uh, from what you told me off the air, that's just <laughs> normal hypocritical behavior. But regardless, uh, you said there was there was some weird stuff going on with some of the um, some of the businesses in the area. They may or may not agree with uh, stances that some of the candidates have, and they were going to organize some kind of 
boycott, which doesn't make sense because they're just losing out on money if people are coming to the to their city. But anyway, what happened? Uh, my wife and I uh, wandered around trying to find a place to eat. Uh, at one point during the weekend, so like everything was fucking closed. Like everything was closed, probably because of that. They didn't want them in their establishment, so we had to walk for blocks and blocks to find anything open. It was uh, fantastic. Now you stepped right into the lion's den. You were there to meet Rick Santorum, and and you did. What was that like? Staring crazy in the face. I've seen that before. And so, yeah, it's it's still surreal, though, you know, mm-hmm. to like sh- the, shake his hand and 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 uh, and bless him um, and uh, show him I'm a legit reverend, which he probably didn't believe. But now he knows for sure. So after you introduced yourself, what kind of what kind of stuff did you guys talk about? What did you do? He was pretty amazing. He was uh, not crying or being loud, and he was very uh, attentive to what was going on. Um, and uh, I bounced him on my knee, and he didn't throw up at me. And it was it was pretty much amazing. So what is what is the one thing he is most concerned with? Uh, as far as uh, the campaign when it comes to being president, what what is the one thing he he's just going to tackle wholeheartedly? Penis, and that's amazing. So we get nothing about policy, nothing about foreign policy, education, uh, the environment, the economy, how to create new jobs. It's just about dick. Exactly. So this is what it's all come down to. Then the Republican Party is just basically telling people who they can and can't have sex with that's that's the basis of their platform this is what happens this is uh this is how it goes anything else you want to add before we wrap it up anything interesting that our listeners might want to know about there was many conversations that happened uh i can't really tell you what any of them were for the most part there's because i mean there's a lot of like degradation of character okay well then i'm gonna say that's best left unsaid we're gonna we're just gonna stop here and you can tell me some stuff off the air um That's it, everybody. Till we get Reverend Scott's response. Peace and love. Are you serious? (laughs) It's so fucking stupid, isn't it? Yeah. Amazing penis. Yeah, that son of a bitch. So maybe maybe by the time I put this up, we'll have something from him and I can tack it on the end here. Sounds good. So no, he's not really. He's He's not. He's he's just an asshole. Taking the week off. (laughs) No, he's just late. I know. He's late because of the contraception. Because he's like that. Yeah, I don't know what to say. All right, did you see um, this new poster for uh, for Brave? Oh, did it. you see the trailer for it? It yeah. actually, I, I like that. I gotta have George get me one of them for the girls' room because yeah, we watched the trailer. And There's a uh, new trailer, new today. Really? And the girls watched it twice and said, "I want to go see that. I want to go to there." And actually, I'll be honest, it looks better than I thought it was going to be. Okay. I, I think you'll enjoy it. Um, Although it does look a lot like How to Train Your Dragon, especially considering the accents as well are very close. All right. And some of the actors. Great. But anyway, let's end the show, and then All i got to right. show you this trailer over here, too. So it's um, 206-339-5808. Are you serious? Podcast at gmail.com. And uh, we're on Stitcher. You can check us out there. And um, yeah, that's it. All right, we'll cool. talk to you next week. All right. Bye. Bye.
Are you still there? What if episode one was good? Like, really good. What if I were a story exec at Fox and George Lucas came to me and was like, this is the film I'm directing, and I was like, no, let, let's go through this right now and let's see all the points that work and don't work, and I'm going to rework it right now with you. So here, bearing in mind what George Lucas presented to all of us, we're going to get my version of episode one. So here we go with what if. Now the big thing whenever making a sequel or prequel, whenever you're revisiting a franchise, things need to feel old and new at the same time. Now George made the misstep of thinking that familiarity meant characters. However, the same can be accomplished through theming and parallels. It also helps to have a main character. Episode 1 was very muddled in that regard. You aren't really sure who to point to, and it is really apparent who it should be. It's Obi-Wan's story much as the way as the original trilogies were all about Luke. However, the overarching story will be about Darth Vader. With that in mind, we open in similar fashion with Obi-Wan and Qui-Gon Jinn going to Naboo. However, they aren't stopping directly at the Trade Federation because right now it's peacetime. Obi-Wan is wistfully looking off into space and reminiscing about the days of yore where they were brave Jedi Knights fighting the ultimate evil, the Sith. Whereas now they're going from routine checkups from planet to planet, kind of like galactic sheriffs. And Qui-Gon, who still is master, is like, Dude, just be happy that the Sith aren't here anymore. Those were very dark times. In this moment, we get to see that Obi-Wan is naive, like Luke was at the start of his journey. But we don't have much time to think about it because what's this? The Trade Federation? They see that the ships are all going to the palace and they divert course, so they land and they find out from some native Gungans, but not Jar Jar because it's not important, that this invasion has been taking place over the past few weeks. Obi-Wan gets excited at the chance of action, while Qui-Gon is alarmed that the Galactic Senate and the Jedi Council knew nothing about this. What was once a routine checkup is now a rescue mission for the Queen. So this rescue and subsequent escape is now our first real burst of action. And since we've spent more time getting to know our characters, we're going to be more invested in this action, as opposed to meeting two strangers who then immediately take out their lightsabers. And from the escape, the same beats can play out as we land on Tatooine. So they need parts and they need to go down and get the pieces. Now this is where we start to deviate a little more, because in the released film, Obi-Wan stays on the ship while Qui-Gon and Padme go out into the desert. But Obi-Wan is our main character, so Obi-Wan, Qui-Gon, and Padme now all go. Just like the actual film, Qui-Gon can voice some concern about taking a handmaiden out into Tatooine, and Padme can respond that she can take care of herself just fine, and maybe Qui-Gon should be more concerned about his servant taking care of himself referring to Obi-Wan. And we get him a fun back-and-forth bit of verbal sparring as they walk out into the desert. And that bickering would remind us of... That's one of the big things that the film was lacking, a sense of playfulness among characters, rather than just giving poop jokes to Jar Jar. And then they get to Anakin. And again, more tweaks are gonna happen. He's not a boy, he's a teen or young adult. And he's not a mechanical genius, so he definitely hasn't built C-3PO. It's great that you want to give people fan service, George, but these characters can show up later. Obi-Wan and Tatooine are familiar faces enough for episode one. However, it is wonderful that you're showing us a different side of Tatooine. The pod racing is kind of cool, and the whole idea that there's like a scrap junkyard and that, you know, whatever. That's fun. Again, old and new. On a side note, the whole idea of Toydarians being the trump card to Jedi is kind of weird, because you did kind of create Superman in that. So to create a creature that can be like, no, 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 I don't fall for that, does work, but it also is like, why didn't the Empire just like, you know, get a bunch of Toydarians to always deal as stormtroopers, because then Jedi would never be able to... Anyway, so Qui-Gon Jinn meets Anakin and is like, holy shit, the Force is strong with this one. And Obi-Wan is like, wait, what are you talking about? And Qui-Gon Jinn is like, no, no, the Force, it's really strong because he can just feel it since midi-chlorians aren't a thing, you know? And Qui-Gon's like, oh man, I have to train him! And Obi-Wan's like, 
dude, I'm right here. So an upset Obi-Wan wanders the streets of Tatooine and maybe stops at a bar, you know, if George wants to reference himself. And being in a not-so-pleasant mood, he gets himself into a skirmish with a pod racer. Padme shows up and they manage to make it out alive, and we see a mutual respect developing between the two. And the hints of a blossoming romance. So they return to the pod race training, but oh my god, wouldn't you know it, Wadu's pod racer manages to get himself injured, and Qui-Gon is like, oh, I can test my hunch now. Oh hey, why don't you have Anakin race? And everyone's like, uh, and Anakin's like, I've never done that before. We're dealing with a more sheepish Anakin. He's a slave, so he wouldn't have a ton of confidence. But Qui-Gon tells Anakin as long as he uses the Force, all will be well. From there, the same bet goes down. We get to see Anakin's confidence grow when he wins. Qui-Gon's hunch is proven, and yeah, Anakin's free and gets to be a Jedi. So we got the parts and we're going back and, oh shit, Darth Maul! And they have that brief encounter and they're like, wait, what, Sith? So they get on the ship, they fly up, they go to Coruscant, and Queen Amidala slash Padme is in the Senate and she's like, look, the Trade Federation is really fucking shit up in Naboo. And everyone's like, what are you talking about? Bureaucracy's amazing. She's like, well, I'm just gonna have to do this shit myself. Meanwhile, Mace Windu is chastising Qui-Gon Jinn about taking on Anakin because Anakin is too old. That, you know, completely flies. And again, when we meet the Jedi Council, we don't meet Yoda. We just hear about how awesome he is because that that's a good reveal to the character of just hearing Master Yoda, Master Yoda, really great, Master Yoda. And we all know Master Yoda's really great because we've seen episode five. And Mace Windu raises the point of like, what about Obi-Wan Kenobi? He hasn't fully learned. And Qui-Gon says, well, when I was teaching Obi-Wan as a Padawan, I learned a ton from him. And Obi-Wan will learn from whoever he teaches. Meanwhile, right outside the doors, Anakin and Obi-Wan are sitting waiting for Qui-Gon to get out. While they're sitting out there, Palpatine steps out. Now, Palpatine is no longer a senator, but is the intermediary between the senators and the Jedi Council. So he actually has more strings to pull because he's the one who sent them to Naboo to get Queen Amidala and everything. This also allows him to be friendly with all the Jedi. So he shows up and is like, hey, where's Master Yoda? And Obi-Wan's like, oh, you know, he's off doing amazing things because Yoda's amazing. And this is Anakin and... Anakin's like, hi! And Palpatine's like, you don't seem to like Anakin very much, and Obi-Wan confides in Palpatine. He's like, well, I'm a little jealous. And Palpatine's like, be careful, jealousy can lead you to the dark side. Hint, hint. And before we can even realize what's going on, they're on their way back to Naboo. So they all go down and they can meet the Gungans if they want, and at that point, Padme can reveal, oh shit, I'm Amidala, and they're like, what? That's crazy. And that really, you know, works, because the queen wandering around Tatooine, there would be less reason for her to be talking to Obi-Wan, so we'll hold on to that, and she'll have her big reveal, and George Lucas will be very happy, because he loves his reveals. And the Gungans offer to give them their ships to travel, and surprise Viceroy, blah, blah, blah. So the big thing is, we aren't having four different battles going on when they need to get to one point, the Viceroy, and reclaim Naboo. The Jedi, Padme, the Gungans, they're all going to take on one person. It's streamlined and simplified. And I know a lot of you are like, but wait, where? Where's Anakin? Well, Anakin's back at the Jedi Council where he should be because why the fuck would you take a kid when, I mean, they established that the Jedis have a training center. So just like Georgie wanted, they're all going straight to the Viceroy and oh shit, Darth Maul's back again. But instead of getting separated and going off in the light bridge generator room or whatever that the Jedi and Sith wind up in, they're going to stay pretty close to the action. In fact, Padme and her dealing with the droid and the Sith and the Jedi battles are going to be, you know, both kind of headed towards the same place where the Viceroy is. And right before they run off to take on Darth Maul, Padme gives a little, like, take care to Obi-Wan, and Obi-Wan now is like, oh shit, you, you are interested in me, that's cool, and runs off with the power of love fueling him to take on Darth Maul. We get our cool lightsaber battles, we get our cool blasters, we don't need any space battle again, because who would we even care about going up and 
dealing with that. I mean, they somehow got onto Naboo anyway, so the blockade wasn't doing anything. So the Gungans and Amidala are, like, facing off on droids, and they're like, blast, 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 and they get to the Viceroy, and they're about to, like, be like, Viceroy, you're finished. And at that exact moment, Darth Maul, Qui-Gon, and Obi-Wan stumble into the room, and everyone's like, what? And the Viceroy's like, blam, and Padme's like, ah! And Obi-Wan's like, oh shit, I'm gonna go run, take care of that. Away from Qui-Gon and Darth Maul to Padme, who he cares about. Of course, in that exact moment, he's now directly responsible for when Darth Maul's like, slice, and Obi-Wan's like, wait, what, what, what? Fuck! So everybody starts blasting at Maul, and Maul runs away. Obi-Wan runs over to Qui-Gon and is like, Hey, uh, uh, Master, uh, fuck. And Qui-Gon's like, Yeah, dude, fuck. Please just promise me you'll take care of Anakin. And Obi-Wan's like, Well, shh, you'll grow and learn to be friends with one another. Oh, and if I ever see Darth Maul? Yeah, I'll really kill the fuck out of him. Great. And Qui-Gon dies. Now, to me... The way that Darth Maul was handled in Episode 1 is the greatest mistake of the prequel trilogies. Honestly, if there was only one thing that I could change, it would be that Darth Maul would not die. Obi-Wan needs a motivator, and Darth Maul is an embodiment of evil. For Maul to best Obi-Wan and then kill his master, there's plenty of room for growth there. And the next time they meet, it's going to be epic. In the film we got, all that Obi-Wan had to do in the subsequent two films was basically play Clue for the Jedi Council. It's not a personal affair. But if he's trying to find Maul, oh, you can bet he's going to put his heart and soul into it. And even if we did allow for him to get cut in half in Episode 1, in the Star Wars universe, we can have robotics replace things, and he sliced him perfectly in half, so his entire lower half is robotics? That's the perfect opportunity for Obi-Wan to be haunted by this nightmare. He'd show up again, and Obi-Wan wouldn't know what to think. In this instance, Maul would be stronger, and he'd have some serious beef against Obi-Wan. And oh, look at that! There, there's some crazy foreshadowing of Anakin's fate, because he's like half robot, half man. Oh, funny that. And it just makes sense to have a long-term villain that's known to the protagonist. Luke sees Vader kill Obi-Wan Kenobi, and then they finally meet in Empire. The stakes are super high, and every time they meet, the relationship just gets more and more complex. But god, yeah, this, this one really bugs me. Let's get back to the story. So meanwhile, back in Coruscant, Darth Maul's like, yo, Sidious, really sorry I didn't, you know, hold Naboo. And Darth Sidious is like, it's okay. Darth Maul's like, what? And Darth Sidious is like, hey, it's okay, you killed Qui-Gon Jinn, now Obi-Wan's full of rage, and, you know, he's gonna go after you and kill you, and then he'll be my apprentice, because, you know, I was sensing a really strong thing when I ran into him at the chamber. But what he doesn't know is that it's actually Anakin that he was sensing. So Darth Maul is like, wait, so you're going to pit everybody? And Darth Sidious is like, that's why I'm the Emperor. I pull fucking strings all the time. And so we're like, oh, shit, this is kind of dark. Obi-Wan's gonna turn, and before we can even really think about it, we're back to Naboo, where they're all celebrating, because they think everything's hunky-dory, because they've freed the place. And just looking back, from the start of the film, so much has happened to Obi-Wan, and he's grown so much. He's no longer the Padawan. He's been pushed from the nest and has to learn to fly. And we're excited to see where he goes, as the world is becoming more complex, as are the relationships around him. We're excited for the next movie. But, that's just a what if. So those are my ramblings on episode one. Leave your ramblings of what you would do with the prequel trilogies in the comments below. And if you'd like to hear more what ifs, please let me know, because I'm not really sure if anybody's going to enjoy this or not. And of course, if you want, you can check out previous reviews. As for me, it's time for a public reading of some Star Wars fan fiction. Chewbacca smiled at Anakin and slowly reached up and grabbed his lightsaber. He made sure that the saber was firm between his hands. C-3PO! C-3PO! Oh! Sebulba advanced towards the pit droid. 
I understand if you get hit on the nose, you go down something hard. Any chance you'll service something other than a ship? So young Jake Lloyd walked into that 50s diner from the second film and saw that fat dude with four arms. End of line.